When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Jake Ellenberger and T-Rex. Yes. What up? Uh, and uh, I, I'm having a, I'm having an interesting week, guys. I gotta tell you about my You look week. a little frazzled. You came a little here. frazzled. First, well, first of all, yesterday, last week, I, I had my big, we had a big practice, at, you know, for before our, our big tournament, the, the kids that I coached, the wrestling team, and I was trying to get to a gig five hours away, and I, that damn GPS, you know how it tells you, like, you're four hours, you're three hours, it becomes like a video game. Almost, you're trying to burn out the time. Right. So anyway, lo and behold, I got to take it for 104 miles per hour in a 65. Wait a minute, going a yeah a cop. A Prius goes 104 miles per hour. Yes, a Prius. <laughs> I don't have a Prius. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> a Prius. You I have, have a, a Honda. What's wrong with Civic? Civic. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, yeah, and I couldn't get that out of it. These two more hamsters than yeah. a Prius. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it was a Flintstone car. It was me just running 100. But so yeah, so I got to get out of that. So that's that. That's 104. Like 104. It's like reckless oh, driving. Man. I'm lucky I didn't go to jail. That's the thing. I was like, dude, come on, man. I got a, I got a show and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry. And I was coaching kids. I didn't have my army. I had my army hat, but I, it was in the back of the car. Right. But then the guy next to me was smoking uh, stuff. But he, I mean, he has like a, he has a, a license for it, but yeah. still. like, So we're trying to get rid of that. And, 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 I, and we couldn't find the army hat. And it was one of the. It was one of those, <laughs> yeah. So I got to fight that ticket. That was. Uh, but that, that's the bad news. The, the good news uh, is that my. My team won the big tournament. First time yes. in eight years. <laughs> nice. We've been getting beat up for every single year. What happened was there was this there was this team that was beating us every year. It was like the Cobra Kai of middle school wrestling. <laughs> and I found out the coach was cheating with the weights. He wow. was putting his kids in letter, and I, I, I exposed him. I waited him in, waited in their team when they weren't looking, and I, and I had a big stink at the at the at the seating meeting. And so now he got a, he like left the league. He joined some high school league, and uh, but he was like. So my team won. I couldn't believe it. we. That's awesome. It was one of the greatest days oh, of my that's life. Great. That's uh, great. Nothing better than like than giving back and, and like having the kids like big smiles on their faces and kids who never won won a match. And uh, that's great, man. Oh man, was I pumped? Man, was I pumped? <laughs> was I mean, it like at the end of a movie with like you with your fist pumped in the air and all the kids around you like jumping up and it's exactly roll? Well, what happened was uh, <laughs> right before the final, uh, I actually put my thumb up like and then Herb <laughs> Dean stopped it. So it was, Herb <laughs> Dean stopped my team from winning. No, no, it was one of those. Dude, we, we, we. I was, I was one of the happiest days of my life. That's honestly. awesome, man. I was, I was really pumped. But after eight years of losing, you know, it was yeah. like you I was, guys like the Mighty Ducks, or like the Tito Ortiz's. You know, it had the. <laughs> I'm kidding, but, but 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 yeah. After it was basically like the Mighty Ducks, because um, mm-hmm. I have this ragtag. You know, it was one of those things where I, I have a school where it's. Uh, it's it's a charter school, so your kids bust in from everywhere, and we go uh, against Harvard Westlake, which is like thirty thousand dollars a year to go there for a middle school. Oh my gosh! And Chamina, like we're the only kids with, uh, you know, people of uh, uh, different origins. Uh, that, how do you say it now? I don't know. You can't say uh, different white. ethnicities. <laughs> not, not not white. Yeah, not white. Really, kids. Really, kids. Not fully white or Asian. But but but, but yeah, no. It's uh, it's it's great. It's it's nothing better. Um, How'd the little girl do? 
Little girl. Uh, she she got she had to wrestle one of our own kids. We had we had twenty five kids. Some of the kids wrestled each other, and then she yeah. got hurt. And I knew she was hurt because she never gets hurt. So uh, when she started crying, she finished the match. But when she's like, "I'm done," like I knew she was actually done. Because sometimes, sometimes like, when kids get hurt, you can't tell if they're really hurt yeah. or if they're just scared, or if they want out, or if they just want out. Mm-hmm. And ninety percent of times, they're not really hurt. But mm-hmm. it's the kids that, that like their fingers are like off. They're like, "I can kill alone." That's the hard part, you mm-hmm. know. So that was cool. How was you with the Vegas? How was Vegas? It was good. It was good. I had a, a, a viewing party for the UFC at uh, at Aria. Uh, it was a good time. It was at the uh, the Deuce Lounge, real upscale nice. lounge. So any uh, chicks? Uh, there was there. Yeah, of there was course. A lot of, of course. But did Ellenberger? Did, did you did you throw down? I did not. No. I wow. Did not. <laughs> and you're Ellen, married. Ellenberger with no fur burger. Come no, on. <laughs> no fur burger. <laughs> No fur burger for Ellen Burger. <laughs> never fur burger. I don't. Uh, never. I don't know what. Yeah, something. I actually did. I, I got some. Uh, I got some tail. Nice. Uh, yeah. The night before the tournament, actually, this girl that I used to hook up with, that I thought she was a lesbian. I guess she's bisexual. So I texted her. I'm like, Are you still a lesbian? Did and you really? Then, yeah, I did. And, and she, that was your opening text. She was like, Yeah, that was my opening. <laughs> and she's like, No, silly. I'm like, Okay, when are we hanging out? So she she comes over wearing this little schoolgirl outfit. Come on. I swear. Well, well, she used to. How old was she? Uh, she was a schoolgirl. No, no, she was. She's like. 25 now, but I, I knew her back when she was like 21. And she comes over, and uh, you know, I guess one of the funny parts. Well, this is kind of weird. She's, she's a recovering uh, alcoholic, right? She's she's uh, you know, actually recovering drugs. She did drugs, recovering, mm-hmm. recovering addict. So we're having sex, and the condom breaks, right? And then afterwards, oh I'm, no! Afterwards, I'm like, are you clean? And she goes, seven months. This and, and, and I was like, I was like, what, what, what do you mean? What, what, what did you have seven months ago? She's like, no, I thought you meant, are you clean? Like, I was like, oh, you've been sober for seven months. Yeah. I thought, hilarious. Because like, I'm thinking, how long has gone? I'm high right now. I'm not high. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mom, my AIDS went away. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was, but it was crazy because she's, uh, she was like talking all this smack to me, like while we're hooking up, and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna come over and be your, I want, I want to be your slut, and I want to spread my legs for you. But I'm not like very vocal when it comes to hooking up, you know. I, but then I was like afterwards, I'm like, hey, all those things you said, I'm totally down. Right. Like I said that to her after we hooked up. Right. Because <laughs> you didn't want to have to live up to it during. Right. Exactly. No, it was good, man. I, I actually went four times. It was uh, <laughs> nice. I'm not even. I'm not. I was. I did you come even, across your ex girlfriend's blanket like she asked? No, I did not. We actually, we actually took it out of the podcast uh, last week. Oh, so damn no it. one's gonna know what you're talking about. But no. Um, <laughs> but it was it was cool. I was I was very happy about that. I, it's, it's, so that's that's good. The MMA awards are very stressful. I, I'm not gonna. So I'm writing for the MMA awards. If you guys don't know who are mm-hmm. listening, and I I wrote the first three years. And I got fired last year, and then well, not I didn't get rehired, and then I got hired back this year. It's always great to get your job back when they don't, when like you don't get hired back. It's always like, a, but I had like, a chip like on my shoulder. That. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't have a chip on my shoulder yeah. a little bit because you're like, oh really? Because I did so much work. The first year, John Heffron hired me, and he was the host. He was a, a good friend of mine. He's a comic. I used to open for him. Super nice guy. But those guys weren't like literally the, me and Joey Varner, who's now working for the World Series of Fighting. Great uh-huh. guy, Joey Vegas. We would end up writing everything and those guys would go off and like they, they came in my room one I was like the rookie they came and ate all my food out of the thing smoked some stuff and then left that's <laughs> how I got treated the first Burned. year I, I had to fly myself over there you were getting hazed I had, I, had, I had to put myself up in the hotel and pay for it myself as the writer come on that's what I did the first year I swear was I, that at the Palms at the Palms yeah. which is not expensive I mean not cheap <laughs> I mean it's very expensive and uh so then, and then you know, every year I've been you know like writing the sketches and having to like direct them and do all kinds of work. And then this year, I actually I'm really happy. They didn't show me the sketches after I wrote them, so I was freaking out last week. But then I see I saw them and they're really funny. So just so you know, 
They're really funny. Uh, I think you will enjoy them if you're listening. Uh, now we have to work on the monologue that, that, they, that someone else. I'm not even going to talk about that, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's, an, uh, that's another. A, that's, a, that's a must. That's a stressful situation. What talking about it or, or, no, or, or me fixing it? Fixing it. I have to. I have to fix up. Do some damage control. It's, it's just, you know. It's one of these things. No matter what you do, people always seem to screw it up. <laughs> and at every single level, you yeah. do. You always have to, if you don't do it yourself. You can't or, depend on other people. You can't. Yeah, so you people think they can always do it better. Everyone and, thinks they're a comedian. And, and then they rehire you after they don't hire you. <laughs> everyone, thinks they're, everyone thinks they can fight. Everyone oh, yeah. thinks they can do comedy. <laughs> everyone thinks they know what they're doing. I mean, even me. Like, I'm sitting there like, oh, he should put his right hand up during a fight. And then I'm like, I don't know. What, what would I do if I was in there? I would <laughs> right. go for a low single, an ankle pick. I mean, what, what would I do? So, <laughs> but you're an educated. You know, you know about fighting now, so it's... I think I know about fighting, but I don't know fighting like 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 obviously no one like you know fighting. I mean, or someone even like an amateur. I mean, the people that that do fighting. Mm-hmm. The same goes for stand up. Yeah. Everyone thinks that like, oh, I could do that because when you do something really really well, you make it look easy. You make it look easy, and then guess what? Everyone thinks it looks easy, and then they all go, I can do it. But it takes it takes years. It, it's not something you can. Oh just yeah, do. I I think that the biggest fear too is like public speaking. Is like oh, yeah. probably the biggest fear there is in the country. I, I can't remember what the the percentage was, but it was really high. It was yeah. crazy. Jerry Seinfeld talked about that. He said the uh, number one fear was public speaking. Number two was death. And he said, so at a funeral, you'd rather be a person in the casket than the person doing the eulogy. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny comic Al LaBelle from New York. He had a joke about how they say the number one fear is public speaking. But I like, he's like, I don't believe that. Because if you're in the desert, the last thing you'd be scared of is a big microphone. <laughs> this kind of makes no sense. But anyway, so, all right. So T- and T-Rex, how was your week? We didn't cover your week. Oh, man, it was tiring, man. My daughter turned 12. Congratulations. Thank you. And she had a, she had a party at our house. There were 24 kids, 24 11- and 12-year-olds showed up. 24. Yeah, and there was eight boys, so the eight boys left at, like, 9, and then the rest of the people that were there had a sleepover. Wow. And our house was trashed. And then we had a Super Bowl party the next day, so my wife and I were up at 5 cleaning and cooking until, like, Super Bowl started. Wow. And then they got trashed again for the Super Bowl party, <laughs> and then we were up all day yesterday. You have a good wife, by the way. She's I like amazing. your wife. She's you, amazing. She seems really sweet. She is. Do, uh, could we talk about that, that comic uh, at, at, at the Ha Ha? Or could, we, could we mention his name or no? You don't, you don't, you don't want to go there? That, that was a funny story. Dude, that was the worst. So this comic <laughs> at the Ha Ha, and this guy's been a lot of movies, but his comedy is like, T-Rex is a monster. Uh, people don't realize that T-Rex is a monster when it comes to comedy. Mm-hmm. He's one of these guys that gets standing ovations consistently. Very funny guy. And there's this comic that thought he was funnier than T-Rex. T-Rex just compared the guy to Nick Cannon for some reason. was like, oh, I hope you're, spe- you're special better than Nick Cannon. And the guy flips out. You can't follow me in a black room. You can't follow me. Man, who do you think you are? And then T-Rex, you, which was, this is what I heard. You held your composure. You just laughed at him. Yeah. Which Kayvon, you know, you know Kayvon. Yeah. Kayvon hit me up the next day, and he was like, "Dude, I saw you where you're looking at him." And he's like, "It was very zen of you not to just knock him out." Well, yeah. And he was like, "I don't know how you just composed yourself not to knock him out." And I was like, "Well, because it's like arguing with a homeless person. You can't win." And you're also fifty. But but, 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 but yeah, it was very very zen of you. Speaking of uh, people getting knocked out, we'll transition into the fights over the over the week. Um, oh, but I got one question for you from one of my former wrestlers. Yes, Ryan Bland wants to know what your usual diet strike up the bland. Of. What, 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 what your diet is Ryan Is that really Ryan Bland Yeah he wants thing? to know okay. What your diet um, consists of You know Really I just I stay away from A lot of processed foods Like it's more natural You know I, I don't really have a, a really specific diet I don't count calories It's just I mean I eat pretty clean Normally 
more more all natural kind of stuff. But um, it doesn't. I don't really get real strict until you know about six weeks. You How's your training going for Tarek? Has are, are you able to go full time now? Or? Um, yeah, I'm getting there. I, I have been training. Um, 100%. I've been cleared too. So I'm kind of taking it slow though. You know, not not jumping in too fast, but it's it's going well. And now are you are you are you going to really like, like obviously Tarek's leg kicks are brutal. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to work on checking those? Yeah, I mean, I've been uh you know, I have a few I have a few things. I'm, I'm not going to talk to talk about it right now, but I, I got some good uh, good sparring partners as well that are really can mimic him spot on. Are you having guys like like baseball bats hit you in the leg? <laughs> no. No? No. Bamboo. No, but we, I, I got a couple of really good southpaws. Um, that's Is Ryan Hall one of them? Um, no. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. He's... I don't know where he's at right now. He's kind of all over the place. But. Oh, well, that's good. Because that, that dude, Tarek, is, is no joke, man. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's sort of like you're ranked higher than him, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a tough fight for you because he's a hard guy to look good against, mm-hmm. you know? He, he, and, but, and he, he kicks the hell out of your leg and and he and he's looking up and you're looking down so it's a you're you're in a tough situation yeah no i i am but you know really at, at this level too it's like there's there's really no easy matchup i mean he's in the top 10 too so I, i'm looking to finish the fight you know whether it's on the ground um submit him any any way possible but and if, and if you go out and knock him out you look amazing by the way right i mean that's like which is very likely that's <laughs> that's that's what i'm i mean that's, that's, the, the, that's the game, yeah. That's, that's the goal. So. so, speaking of knocking out, UFC 169 was last week. Uh, tons of controversy over this. Jesus. Uh, first of all, everyone was upset because there was, I think, 10 out of 12 people uh, fights went the distance. But th- you can't control that. Yeah. It's like, how could you, you can't, how could you control that? It's not the, I mean, it's not Joe, I understand people are like, Joe Silva, <clears throat> do your job better. But, but sometimes fights just go the distance. It's not. Yeah. You know, and the thing, too, is, is, at this at this level, it, people really don't realize how hard it is to finish a fight. I mean, opportunity, you know, it, timing it plays a huge role, especially whether it's a knockout or or in submissions. But it is, it is, it's really, it is. Until you get in there, it's like, you know, you got guys training full time on both sides, like you know, yeah, right, it's, it's defensively yeah, and offensively, exactly, defensively and offensively. It's it's tough though. And some guys I thought were going to get finished too. Like I thought that I thought Al Iaquinta, who we have on the phone, was was done in the second, and he escaped that that uh, chokehold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought that the overeem fight. You thought Frank Mir was going to. I done. thought that was going to be. I mean, yes, Trujillo. He was hurt a couple times. Oh, Abel was oh, hurt. I mean, gosh. it could have very easily been been, been more finishes than that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the main event, obviously, we all saw. Barrow and Faber. Uh, Barrow landed a huge shot. Had Faber hurt. Uh, Faber went down. There was like 19 punches in a row. <laughs> However, Faber gave the, the, thumbs, the thumbs up, up. and Herb Dean stopped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know, man. Like you said, I think what you said earlier was like spot on. Like it was someone that, uh, that nobody likes. <laughs> okay, 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 right. well, okay. My opinion. I didn't say that on the air. So, right, right. My opinion is okay. <clears throat> I'm a Uriah Faber fan. I texted him afterwards. I, mean, I don't know who I, isn't I, a Uriah Faber fan. I, I even texted him afterwards. I'm like, hey, man, we went back and forth. He, super nice guy. I like Uriah Faber a lot. I don't think anyone can deny that he was hurt. He, yes. he, he, was, he was rocked by that shot, and, <clears throat> and he intelligently defended him. I don't know. It looked like he was just getting pummeled. Yeah. It, it, that's what we, it looked like he had his... And how many more punches do you want the guy to take? In the reality, yeah, were those too, landing, is, though? I mean, and, a lot and of those the thing, landing on the, the back of his is, hand. And what, what I did say was, if it wasn't Uriah Faber, mm-hmm. let's say it was someone that everyone didn't like. Let's say it was <laughs> someone more controversial, like a Bisbing, right. or a Josh Koscheck, or one of these guys that are more of the, 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 the heels. 
people would have been like, good stoppage, great stoppage. So, you know, it went too long. It went too long. <laughs> even even though it went too long, no one would be complaining. Mm-hmm. But because it's someone we all like, like a Uriah Faber, or if it was someone like a GSP or somebody that's sort of a fan favorite guy, mm-hmm. people are, oh, it should have went longer. You know, or the fight was stopped too early. Well, the, f- the fact of the matter is that. He took 19 shots. Of that. How many? You know, he he was no. He wasn't going to come back from that. He wasn't. I don't think he was going to be able to get out of that and then reverse the, begin- the position or whatever like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was stopped. I think a little bit early, um, but because he still gave the thumbs up. But I think that, um, but he wasn't going to better his position. I mean, it was just going to continue until mm-hmm. he was unconscious or whatever. So. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for Herb because he's catching a lot of flag for it. But Herb's a great guy. Yeah, he, he's a great ref. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the thing. It's it's you got to realize when you go in there, it's it's the referee's discretion. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I think it was kind of the beginning of the end for Uriah too. That like, you know, could he have stayed in there? Sure. I mean, and he could have been. It could have it could have just got worse. You know what I mean? I don't think he would have come back. I agree with with T Rex, but. Um, it wasn't that controversial. It happened to be the main event. People are like, oh, you know, the fight card's over. Kind of one of those things. Right. He even said, uh, you know, Faber said, you know, I'd like to come back with a full training camp. And that's, I think, one of the main things, that you can't go into a fight with a guy like Aldo or Barrow or, you know, even guys like Anderson Silva. You got mm-hmm. these guys who are so, Chris Weidman, with half a training camp. I, I don't think so. I mean, right. I understand he had a fight before that, but, I mean, camps are designed, right, Jake, that you peak a certain time. Yeah. So if you're mm-hmm. peaking at a certain time, then you take a fight three weeks later mm-hmm. it, well, against a top-level guy. You're not fighting a guy. I mean, you, yeah, this dude's 32 and one or whatever. I, 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 I mean, nothing, against like, a, nothing against like a Scott Jorgensen or a Jamie Varner or some of these guys who maybe you can kind of get away with having half a training camp if mm-hmm. you're at that mm-hmm. level and not, and not knocking those guys, mm-hmm. but against the top, the guys who the are best guy pound for pound guys. Way. Exactly. It just seems like a half a training camp is not giving yourself uh, a, a half a, a chance. Even chance of win. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's my personal opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I think Faber deserves another shot? Uh, the thing with that division. He's 0 3 now in the title shots. He's 0 right? 6. He's 0 6, 6 in the UFC in title, in title, in title shots. shots right? Title shots. Wow. But he's, you know, in WEC, he was like 25 and 0 or something. <laughs> right. so do I think he deserves another shot? You know, sure. I mean, he need, he's like, the thing about 135 guys, they're always like two fights away. It's kind of mm-hmm. like being the heavyweight. You're two fights away from getting a title shot again. Which is kind of cool in a way because I like your eye. I'd watch him fight, and I'd, mm-hmm. I like all these guys. You know, it's harder for guys like Jake in the one seventy mm-hmm. or the one fifty five. You know, who if you lose, it seems like you go back, go down, back down, to, down to the bottom. You yeah, go back down to the dudes. bottom. Exactly. No, I agree. It's and, and you know, lightweight, welterweight, middleweight. They're, they're so deep. They're so stacked. I mean, like you know, like you said, you can win. You could lose one fight, and, and now you're back to. No one cares. Who who are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going from the who's all of a sudden who you have to that. all of a sudden you 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 have, you have to buy tickets. You went from <laughs> which I, I heard that the fighters have to buy tickets sometimes, or, or that they can't, can't true. they can't get tickets. I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me, dude. I had to buy tickets for the first when I sponsored Matt Mitrione, who was the first UFC fighter that I sponsored, and. I talked to, I'm not going to mention the guy's name over at the UFC, and I was like, since we just paid all this money to be in the UFC and it's paying all this money to Matt Mitrione, is it possible that I can get some tickets to watch him fight? And he was like, uh, best I can tell you is to go on StubHub. Oh, my God. And I'm like, really? You was, just put like uh, 80 grand in your account and yeah. you're going to tell me to go on yeah. StubHub? Was John Johnson on StubHub when I was there? <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Oh, like, I don't, I don't understand that. That makes to me. Uh, come on, give me a break. Right, but I mean, we ended up getting tickets from Heidi over at the UFC. So uh, another fight, uh, Aldo versus Lamas. Uh, now I thought Aldo looked great. Mm. I don't have a problem with the way he fights. Some people are saying he doesn't fight to finish, or if he doesn't finish you right away. He kind of cru- he get, he gets a lead and then kind of cruises the rest of the way. But you know what? He wins. It's mm. effective winning. At uh, the end of his career, he's going to look at the W's in his column. And the that's w's. how I feel. Right. Other people feel differently. They go, this is entertainment. Right, entertainment it's all about life. finishing. <laughs> and I understand that opinion. But you can't deny that Aldo is so dominant. <laughs> he's a beast. I mean, mm. who's going to beat Aldo? So that, now everyone's – it was funny because after Aldo – during his fight, Conor McGregor said it was for his belt. And then it was for Conor McGregor's belt. He then called out Aldo. Those silly Irishmen. And <laughs> then Aldo supposedly is supposed to fight Pettis next. Dana said he likes that fight. Aldo said he would take that fight. Uh, I don't know if he's talking about Sergio Pettis. But, <laughs> but then Ben Henderson said that's bullshit. He said that he should get the next fight. And, you know, people are knocking Henderson for his last fight against Josh Thompson, but, which I thought Thompson won. But you can't knock a – I don't knock Ben Henderson for the way he fights. No. I, yeah, I don't either. I like the guy. And I think he deserves it. I think he, he might deserve the fight overall. I, I think Aldo versus Pettis would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But if a guy, it's, if, I don't know. There's something about, to me, making a guy going up a weight class. If, he, if a guy, to me, doesn't want to go up a weight class, mm-hmm. you shouldn't make him go up a weight class to fight a guy like that. I mean, well, if he wants to be the best in his division, eventually someone's going to come, come around. Eventually, Chris Weidman's going to be Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. You know, why should a guy fight 10 pounds heavier? So are they, are they, maybe I'm stupid, but do they, are they making Aldo go up and wait to fight him? I, they seem to be pushing him that way. Okay. Not necessarily but he doesn't want him. to? I don't think he does. He's supposed to stay where he is and be the king of that pile? That's a pretty good pile. I mean, you got, yeah. I th- but if he goes up and he takes the belt, would he stay up there? And would he mm, retain that, the belt? The, that's the question, too. I mean, I think they were kind of talking about the fight, and he's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, why not? You know, like one of those right. things, but... I don't know. It's he like, wants to fight him at 150, it? he said. Like, don't call. That's what he said. He said 150. 150. <laughs> Who do you think wins that fight? Jake Ellenberger. Wow. That's a good fight. That's a great fight. You I train with Aldo, um, right? I had before, yes. Uh, what was that like? Crazy. You know, that, that's the one thing, too, is, is like, in, in, in going into these fights, like, I, I always, you know, have my picks and stuff like that, and I just didn't see any way Uriah was going to beat him, and everyone thought I was crazy. And I'm like, well... I agree. He's been on fire. He's been on a Aldo or Burrell? Uh, when Yeah, favorite fight, Burrell. Oh. And, and people thought I was crazy. I was like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I did get to go to, down there and I trained with them and stuff. And they, they, I just haven't seen anybody train like, like the way those guys train. So it's, Pettis versus Aldo, you're picking Aldo? I'm picking Aldo. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I you? Would, I would have to agree. I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> I'm going to say I mean, that I'm not Pettis, taking anything away from Pettis. He is a beast. He is. And he's very slick and tricky. I just think that Pettis, uh, I don't know. I mean, look at the way he's looked recently. Yeah, he's sharp Submitting as Ben Henderson in yes. one round. Uh, look, look, look at his, like, crazy kicks. Uh, the, <laughs> look at his training partners and Ben Askren and the, the whole Duke Rufus guys. I mean, he's wrestling with Ben Askren. He, he's training with those, those monsters down there. I just, and not that Aldo doesn't have great training partners and isn't mm-hmm. a monster himself, I just think when you have two guys like that are so close, the guy who's ten pounds heavier is going to win. Right, three round or five round? It, it would have to be five rounds, correct? I think so. So you're picking Aldo over Pettis. I'm, I, I am. I'm picking Aldo, but I, you know, 
even though Aldo got beat that last round against Lamas, and he sort of yeah, lost I don't against Hamidic. Really cared. He was kind of like whatever out yeah. of the round. But you know, I think Pettis had, he would have a good chance, chance later, probably later in the fight than in the beginning. But well, Pettis, Pettis' last loss was to who? Clay Guida, right? That was the last time he lost. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's the style to beat him, is that like crazy, crazy wrestling <laughs> throw. And I don't think that's not Aldo's style. Hair. Yeah, hair everywhere, just <laughs> yeah, grind yeah. you down. The double hammer fist. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It'd be a great fight. I would watch it. I take it back. You know what? Make that fight. I, I, every, everything I said <laughs> 10 minutes ago, I, I take it after thinking about this. I, no, I'm Make taking it back. Yes. All right. So after this, we are going to call Leonard Garcia. Um, LG. Uh, and then we also we're going to talk about the, the, the Mir versus Overeem. We got to talk about Juliana Pena being out. Mm-hmm. CM Punk said he wants to possibly go to MMA. The the guy in the WWE, CM Punk. Uh, Jessica I failed her drug test. Uh, what else we got? We got Phil Davis uh, talking about fighting uh, Anthony Johnson. We have Anthony Johnson calling in. That's right. Talking about his, uh, he's on the same card as you, one seventy two. Oh, that's right. Yes. In Baltimore. We got a. We got. That's we have a Baltimore? great. Baltimore. Uh, Al Iaquinta is on the show. Mm. Yeah, it's it's great. So our first uh, caller is going to be Leonard Garcia, and uh, this guy is a monster. So let's talk to him. All right. So we got Leonard Garcia, who's a six-time Fight of the Night winner. He's the current Legacy champion, former UFC star, former WEC star. How's it going, Leonard? Going great, man. How are you guys? Good. You're here with that T-Rex and Jake Ellenberger. What's up, man? What's going on, LG? What's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, it's your, uh, your wife's birthday I saw on Twitter. Tell her happy birthday from us. Yes, sir. Cha-cha-cha. Thank you, man. Uh, very hot wife, by the way. Very, very hot wife. Good wor- <laughs> Thank you. Really good work on <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. Now, so, uh, now, I got lucky. Yeah, you did, man. Holy... <laughs> wow. Uh, so... Now, um, are you living over at, at uh, Jackson's right now? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in camp right now, so I do two weeks here, and then I go home every second weekend. I get to go home. How's How's the uh, camp going over there? It's going good, man. It just It just started. I kind of took um, this fight uh, not not short notice. I mean, I was kind of getting ready, and uh, you know, was, was hoping to get a call back from the UFC. And uh, went down there and spoke with them, and they they asked me to do a title defense. So um, I jumped on it and uh, tried to get the fight as fast as I could, and and this one came up. So we just jumped and went with it. Now, who are you fighting against? I'm fighting uh, Shane Howe. He he fought for Bellator. Uh, He's like a king of the cage veteran. Um, He he hasn't fought for a while. I think uh, he, he, he used to fight at 35, and now he's jumping up to 45. But he's won uh, his last six, so um, he, he was the guy that stepped up and said he wanted to take the fight. Nice. Now you're on a three fight winning streak. Uh, you're, I mean, you you're 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 killing it. What do you think the difference has has uh, been? Man, uh, yeah, you know, just just in, in general, not being so lazy, and uh, man, believe it or not, church has had everything to do with it. Man, just 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 uh, turning my life around, doing doing things differently, um, you know, uh, getting married, uh, really just settling down in life. Uh, um, the 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 cut, uh, being cut from the UFC, made me realize, uh, you know, a lot of things that I was doing incorrectly, 
and uh you know just 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 got on a a, a better track man and and uh i actually train now instead of just kind of uh <laughs> uh going into these fights thinking about oh well i'll make it exciting you know now now i'm going into these fights wanting to win so it's just a different different frame of mind wait you were actually going into your fights and not training and just just throwing crazy punches well yeah i mean i i would um i would go to the gym and uh have like you know, two, two, you know, Monday and Tuesday would be good days. And then um, on Tuesday, we'd go to sparring and uh, guys would get into a crazy exchange with me. I'd hurt somebody really bad with a punch and I'd be like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm still hurting guys. And it was just, man, I had like a, a, a crazy attitude. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the thing was, uh, after I got cut, Dwayne Ludwig, which is my cousin, uh, um, through marriage, he, he, he married my cousin. So, um, he called me up, man. And he was like, look, man, uh, you got cut. We need to change something, man. So, so come out here to Alpha Mel, um, and, and, and start training with me and, um, you know, we'll split, split your camps. You can still be at Jackson's cause you're closer to your family. And, uh, you know, but I want you out, out here half the time. And, uh, Dwayne is like a drill sergeant, man. I mean, he tells you to, to, to be there at a certain time. Um, if you're not there, man, I mean, you know, even with the hurt knee, he's tough to deal with. So, um, I definitely didn't want to go that route. And, uh, you know, he, he, he just stayed on me, man. And he, he just planned it all, all, all this stuff. Like, look, you got to do this. You have to do that. So, um, you know, he took the laziness out of me. <laughs> did, did they call you Shaq over at Team Alpha Mel? <laughs> I was going to say, is he a little too big to be yeah. Alpha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what, what was good is, is uh, you know, of course, uh, me and Danny Castillo are about the same size. And, and uh, Uriah those guys all have the style that, that was my Achilles tendon, like guys that could take me down and hold me. Um, so being able to work with them helped me out a whole lot because, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it was just everybody would tell me, you got to wrestle, you got to wrestle. And I I would, I mean, they'd go in one year and out the other. I'd be like, yeah, okay. And I went out there, man, just wrestling three times a week. Um, and then when I came back to Jackson's, I, I jumped on, on every every wrestling day that they had. Well, I don't miss any more days is, is, is what, what really changed. <laughs> now, I actually noticed, I've been wa- I watched your last couple fights in Legacy, and it seems like your punches aren't as, aren't as wide. You've been really uh, throwing some straight punches. Yeah, uh, I mean, and uh, that that that's uh, of course Dwayne Ludwig and and Coach Mike Valley, which was my striking coach before. But I mean, I I just um, he would have a hard time like telling me what I needed to do. And then and when I went in with with the frame of mind that I was going to start listening and everything, then he started um, doing different things. And then Dwayne would send me text messages every day with videos um, what I needed to work on. So. Um, I mean, everybody was telling me if you, if, if, if all you have to do is land, like, I mean, you hurt people every time you land, but if you miss 15 of them, you know, the, the, the 16th one's not going to have that much steam on it. So, um, let, let's start trying to get accurate. So, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of different drills, um, just making sure that I'm hitting the target, not, not missing everything like I used to. But those, I had to hit say, man, those, some of your fights, man, that Korean uh, zombie fight, that first one, <laughs> I could watch that every day the rest of my life. That was, yeah, man. but you are insane. Go, go ahead, the twister one? The, no, the first, oh, one. the first one. Dude, there was one moment where he hit you with like 15 <laughs> shots in a row. Your hands were down and you looked at him and started yeah. smiling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I put my hands down on purpose to, uh, to, to like try to be a tough guy. 
And after about the fourth shot, I was like, oh, man, that was a horrible idea, man. <laughs> I, I was trying to pick my hands up, but he kept punching me. So uh, with, afterwards, I was almost laughing at myself for being such an idiot. I was like, what What were you thinking? And uh, I kind of look at him, and, and, and it was like a smirk at myself, but it looked like I was laughing at him. And um, he looked at me like I was nuts, man. And then, uh, you know, of course, the fight continued on, and, um, at one point, he knocked my mouthpiece out. I just picked it up off the ground, put it back in my mouth, and went right after him. So he didn't know what to think, man. <laughs> that, I didn't know what to think. Now, uh, now let's, let's start from the, from, from the beginning. So your mom has you. Now, you're uh, 100% Mexican? Yeah, yes, sir. So your mom has you when she's 17. Uh, you almost died very early, correct? You, you had a, 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 yeah. a very rare illness? Yeah, I had a, a, a lung a lung. I, I can't, it was like a cough to where my lungs were underdeveloped and, uh, the cough was like actually taking, um, the underdeveloped lungs weren't, weren't reacting to it. So I like lived in a bubble for six months of, of, of my life when, when I was first born. Wow. So it was kind of, kind of crazy. I did, did a lot of, uh, steroid injections in the lungs and, um, you know, just all types of medication. My mom told me that, uh, she used to hold me on my stomach uh, because I had so many needles in my back back then that I looked like a little porcupine. (laughs) And, uh, you know, (laughs) so, um, you know, I I made it through that. And, and, uh, you know, so I I think I've been fighting since birth. (laughs) Yeah, no. And then and then you were going to walk on. You played high school. You played football in high school. You're going to walk on Texas Tech. Then you got into a fight in a restaurant, got stabbed eight times. What? Yes, sir. That's crazy. Yeah. uh, A guy on LSD went in there the summer before the, the, the football season started. And, uh, you know, it, it was like, I mean, I had been working out, doing everything I needed to do to try to, you know, come along to the team. And, uh, you know, trying to walk on to a team like Texas Tech is tough anyway. So I put all this time and effort into it and then um, went to a, a club, ended up at a Taco Cabana, you know, kind of late night. And uh, this guy was on LSD, man. He just walks in there. I ordered some nachos, and I get my tray and turn around. He's standing right in front of me. He just sticks his hands in my nachos and starts eating them. He just flips his hands and puts, I mean, beans, everything all over his face. And I, I, I was, like, dumbfounded. I didn't know what to do. So I'm holding the tray with both hands, and then he reaches in for a second helping. So I just dropped the tray and, and, and punched him. And uh, he fell down. Security guards broke us up. Um, they, they, they pulled him outside. But they didn't arrest anybody because it was kind of, you know, it was like one of those things where um, he was belligerent and then, you know, I was an idiot and punched him. So um, they, they just kind of separated us and they told me to wait for a little while before I left. And uh, when we went outside, uh, him and his brother were out there. And uh, his brother was like, man, did you punch my brother? I was like, yeah, man, he was eating my nachos. And, uh, you know, he was kind of like, we'll, we'll, we'll step over here. And his brother just kind of came after me. And um, I never seen anything like I never seen that he had a knife or else I'd I'd probably ran. But um, like, you know, I just stood there and started fighting with him the whole time he had a knife. So uh, he he got me eight times. Um, He was like a millimeter away from uh, one of the the aorta in the heart, like that big vessel up on top. If he had even scratched that thing, I'd have bled out. And then he punctured both my lungs. Jesus. And... um, yeah, so so both lungs were, were were collapsed. So I started breathing like really weird. I was like rattling every time I breathed and didn't realize what was going on. So I walked back into the Taco Cabana afterwards, and I had blood all over me. People were screaming, everything. And, and I go in there, 
And I mean, I don't remember much after that. And then, uh, Did you finish you know, when, when I woke up, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I woke up the next day and the doctor is like dumb. He, he doesn't understand how I was able to, to, to even, you know, walk around or, or do anything with collapsed lungs. But wow. it turns out when I was a kid and had all them steroid injections in my lungs, it overdeveloped the lung tissue. Um, you know, yeah. so, so I, I've got like a uh, thicker lung tissue than, than, than most people, or I, I think, I mean, than, than, than anybody. And, uh, that allowed my lungs to stay open enough to where they didn't completely collapse to where I could breathe just enough to stay alive. That's so, crazy. Uh, that's that's you know, amazing. Crazy how things work out. So your, your childhood affliction was actually preparing you for that moment. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now man. when you punch this guy, was it a straight punch or was it a wild... Crazy. You know what? Back then, <laughs> back then they were all looping. I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is, I never, I never did any any kickboxing until I got out to to Jackson. Um, all I ever did in the beginning was jujitsu. So um, I, my idea of stand up was, I mean, exactly what you guys seen. I mean, I just go out there and just kind of wing punches and. If they landed good, if they didn't, oh well. You know, I just keep throwing them. So, no, I mean, do you think uh, that? You know, uh, do you think that getting stabbed and what you went through as a, a child, like, has kind of made you completely fearless? Um, no, I mean, you know, I'm still scared to death of everything, man. I mean, you, if people pull out a knife or something around me, I get, I get kind of, you know, standoffish, or, or, uh, and, and I hang around with a bunch of country boys, so. <laughs> Everybody carries knives, so I'm always on edge. It's kind of funny. What nationality was the dude that stabbed you? Like, was he? Uh, I mean, not uh, he, he, he was he was Hispanic as well. He oh, okay. just, uh, the guy had just gotten out of prison. Um, supposedly, he he woke up the next day in the hospital, handcuffed to a bed because um, during the fight, I was able to land some good good shots and um, actually ended the fight because I just like bear hugged him and we fell down and my head hit his jaw and knocked him out. So that's what stopped the fight or else we'd, you know, he, he probably would have just kept carving me up. So, um, Jesus that, Christ. that, that stopped the fight. And, uh, he woke up the next morning in the hospital, you know, they were treating him and he wakes up and he's handcuffed to the bed. He's mm. like, what, what's going on? They're like, what do you mean? What's going on? You almost killed a kid last night. And he was like, no, I didn't. They're like, look at all the blood that's all over you, you idiot. You know, you, 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 you killed his, almost killed this kid. And you're in here telling us you don't remember. And as as the details came out, um, his brother was making LSD like out of sugar cubes, and uh, supposed like the, they they ate him, and and then he just went out and doesn't remember anything. Wow! But um, you know that 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 wasn't a defense for anything. He he got sent to prison, and ironically, I got a letter about four years later. Um, he had gotten stabbed and killed in prison. So that that was. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Karma. Yeah. So wait. Crazy after, how that thing how it worked out, man. After after you knocked him out on the ground, you you got up and walked back in. Like after you've been stabbed, like, I, I, how did you not freak yeah, out? I had. Yeah, I had the knife stuck in my back. Did you know? Oh, did like you know I it at the time it, that uh, you had been in, stabbed? In my shoulder blade. Did wow. you know that you had been stabbed at the time? Yeah, man, I, I, I just, like, had tunnel vision and, and was, like, trying to catch my – I couldn't catch my breath. I was, like <sighs> – and I was just freaking out, man. I, I, when I walked in there, I seen the way people were reacting to me, and, and I was, like, man, what's going on? I, I, I had no idea. And then, um, I that you know, I didn't time. feel it. When, when it happened, when I got stabbed, I didn't feel any of it, I guess because of the adrenaline of the fight. 
but that next day and 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 the months of recovery after that, those are the worst thing. Like getting stabbed is is the worst thing to recover from. There's like three like, people. I would never. Uh, want you know to when you get a pimple <laughs> on your nose and you barely touch it and it hurts. Imagine that times a thousand all over your body. Ah, oh. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're a, you're a warrior, dude. So so then so now in 1999 you start fighting. You go eight and one, but then took a three year break. How come? Um, I was uh, I in my my biological dad came back and I met him when I was like 24, 25. So I met him and uh, uh, my my brothers are professional boxers. Um, actually, Brian Vera is fighting uh, 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 Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. March the first. That's my half brother. Oh wow! Um, um, nice. Me and him have the same father, so he got robbed um, the first time. I went. Do do what now? He your your brother got robbed the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was terrible. But he's got a good chance to to make it up, and he made a lot of money the first time, so <laughs> it all worked out perfect for it him, helps. man. You yeah. know, and, and he got a lot of publicity, so mm-hmm. it's working out, and. Uh, how much tail has he got? Uh, uh, invited. <laughs> do what now? Oh. Forget it. Go on. <laughs> you said he invited? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he invited me down there to go train. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I always was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll do it. And went down there, trained for a couple months, and, and uh, took, you know, like two boxing, amateur boxing fights, uh, won those, and then uh, was going to turn pro. But, you know, decided not to. And, and during all this time, I was living in Austin, kind of training down there and doing stuff. And, um, you know, just really living. I didn't I didn't uh, uh, have any MMA offers, anything. And, and uh, Sven Bean from the Ring of Fire just called me up, man. He was like, hey, uh, you, you were the champion when you left from here. Would you like to come back and fight again? And, you know, I took that fight on two weeks' notice, and I won that. And I guess that guy was being scouted by the UFC. And uh, you know, kind of helped me to get in. Uh, that's, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, you're one of these guys that just, you just, keep, you're one of these guys that always keeps coming back. I mean, your first three fights, you go, you go one and two in the UFC. You lose to Cole Miller, Roger Huerta, then you beat Takaya, then you get cut, then you knock out Jens Pulver in 72 seconds in your first fight in WEC. Was that the highlight? Uh, one of the highlights of your career? Yeah, definitely. That 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 was a, a really good high point. And then um, after that, uh, you know, that, that that fight against Culver made me think I was invincible, man. And then I came back and fought Mike Brown, and then Mike Brown hurt me with the punch, which was something that I never thought would ever happen. And I was like, no, man, nobody can hurt me. And uh, he catches me and rocks me with the punch, and then that changed me up for a little while. Like it, 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 it uh, you know, it made me feel not so superior anymore and uh it showed man in 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 some of my fights you know whenever i was coming back that he kind of slowed me down and made me you know realize that that uh you know you can be hurt and uh you know it's just one of those things it was a good growing experience who was your what was your toughest fight um cole miller was my toughest fight i fought cole miller with bronchitis and um you know that 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 was horrible man never never again um this is another and, long thing uh, Jesus. do i know another long thing <laughs> oh man it was horrible and i couldn't couldn't breathe um every time i tried to breathe through my nose i'd like breathe in you know this is phlegm man i remember um oh, almost God. throwing up in the corner a couple times and um that was the toughest fight to ever get through and then he he caught me in an arm bar for a good little while 
and I had to fight out of that. And I, I mean, it, it, it was horrible. He's also very tall. Isn't it, is it kind of sometimes tougher to tell these like tall, lengthy guys because it's hard to train against guys like that? Yeah. You know, I, I have Cowboy to train with, so I, I was used to that. It's just, I, I mean, I wasn't used to not being able to breathe. It was, it, I mean, and seriously, like I've had some really tough fights physically, but but that one right there was the hardest one to get through. I remember after the fight, I went to the hotel and, and laid down in bed and just, I, I mean, uh, I, they, they had to come and change the sheets in the middle of the night because I sweated so bad through those seats so i called him and was like hey man i need i need different sheets i'm sure you know i i, I they, they were like what did you know what happened and i was like i man i'm sick i was sweating real bad and they're like are you okay and i was like no i'm not okay just change the sheets and get out so i can go back to sleep man wow now what when i met cowboy for uh tracy lee i met in vegas i was friends with tracy and he goes, he goes hey, this is cowboy cerrone mm-hmm. and, and he goes roast me and i'll beat the, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of you that was his opening line <laughs> And then I go, all right, uh, I'm not going to roast you. And then and he laughed. But then I was like, oh, I, I, don't, wasn't, I couldn't tell if he was serious or not. But uh, since then, I have not roasted him. <laughs> no, he's cool as hell. Was, was he kidding? Yeah, he was kidding, man. Cow, Cowboy's a, a hard person to read. Yeah. Man. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that uh, uh, when I went down there to go train with Uriah and those guys, uh, every single one of them was like, um, does Cowboy like me or, or not? Because uh, sometimes – He's really cool, and then sometimes he's just completely off. I was like, "Yeah, man, if if he didn't like you, you'd know it. Believe me." But he like you know, he he's real easy to get along with as long as you know know how he is. Right now, what what happened with him and Cole Miller? Why do they hate each other so much? Um. Okay. Well, when me and Cole Miller fought, uh, you know, Cowboy knew how sick I was, and and you know, he he was like, "Man, you shouldn't take this fight," you know. But of course, I mean, it always comes down to you need money. So I was like, "No, we're gonna do it." You know, we're already here. Let's you know, uh, um, let, let's just do it. So then I fought him sick, and uh, we still had a tough fight, man. Like it was, it was a good back and forth fight. Of course, when he take me to the ground, my explosiveness, nothing was there, man. So it was like when he he controlled me real well when we were on the ground, but I was able to pop him. And, uh, you know, I, I almost win the fight uh, at a certain point. And, um, you know, Cowboy was real upset because I didn't beat him, you know. And, and uh, so he kind of, he was, he, it's like he says, he's like, I was nobody back then. And, uh, you know, I wanted to fight him. You know, he, he is like, man, I, I, I want to fight this dude. And, and he was just mad because uh, he had won, won the decision over me. And then um, he told him, you know, he was like, man, you fought. You know, you fought my brother, and he's sick, and and he still almost beat you. He's like, I'll kill you, you know. And then there, it started from there. And uh, I mean, man, we would go to weigh-ins, and then uh, or or to somebody's fight, he would be there. They'd stare at each other from a distance, getting each other's face, say some stuff. So it's it's a genuine hate thing, but uh, you know, they're different weight classes right now. And I think uh, you know, whenever I come back. Uh, I, I think it's more of a score between me, me and and Cole that that needs to be settled, and then 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 him and Cowboy. So so I'd be I'd be very eager to fight him if, if if it ever came down to it again. How close do you think you are from coming back to the UFC? Um, I think I'm one or two fights away. To be honest, I mean I, I'm I'm always in constant contact with, with uh, Sean Shelby, and uh, you know like he told me he was like I want to see you defend the title. And uh, you're on the right track, um, and you're doing everything you need to do. Uh, it's just, you know, you're, you're doing it fairly quickly. We normally don't expect guys to fight uh, six times in, or uh, three times in six months. 
But um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. He was like one or two more wins, and and uh, you, you know, you're looking. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing, and and after two wins, and then we'll bring you back. Now, word so. on the street was that Cowboy would get the most tail out of anybody, uh, as far as ring girls go, and other people, other chicks involved. Were you part of that too? Do you just slay box back in the day? <laughs> slay, man. It, it, we 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 used to uh, uh, do. You got me and give me in trouble with my wife here on, on her birthday. So, um, it, 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 yeah, we, 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 you know, be, be, before I, uh, I turned my life around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was definitely a woman chaser and, and, uh, you know, I thought that was the way to go, man. And, and, uh, you know, when you're young and, 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 and in the UFC and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of girls out there trying to, uh, you know, just just be with the fighter, and and uh, you know, I played into it like an idiot, but uh, I got lucky, man. I got a beautiful wife. Um, she's way younger than I am, and uh, yeah, she's twenty three. You know, that, 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 that what? She turned yeah, twenty three today. A day. What? Yeah, nice yeah. filthy animal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the crazy thing is, I went to school with her brother, so um, we were what eleven years old when she was born. And, uh, you know, now it's kind of like it was in the beginning, it was kind of an awkward situation. You know, it's kind of like, dude, were you over at my house to check it out? My little sister, oh, my you know, <laughs> Leonard, Garkelly. I, I really didn't. I didn't know her then. So we'll call you Leonard, Leonard Garkelly, by the way. So that's uh, <laughs> now. Um, wait. So when you said that you did a lot of stuff, I mean, did you have threesomes with chicks? I mean, what what exactly did the bad boy do? Were, were you? And, and um, he was slaying box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I definitely got around. Uh, um, you know, their their story. The, the the what was the story that we, me and Cowboy told? We we shared everything from women to underwear. So uh, that was a true story, man. You know. <laughs> nice. So who would go first? You were the. Was it like the? Uh, I mean, I know, I know, I know the Cowboys and the Mexicans didn't get along in the Alamo, <laughs> but <laughs> when it came to chicks. <laughs> You know, uh, man, it it it, it kind of depended on who the girl was. To be honest, man, I, I I don't know. You know, one of those things. Nice. It just just the, the the girl always had the choice, man. So it was like sometimes him, sometimes me. Wow, you guys are really good friends. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's my brother, man. That's I mean, it, 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 like. We 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 really I mean you know he considers my brothers his family I consider his family my family uh, we're just raised that way man so uh, you know it's one of those things that that I mean it's hard to explain to to people who don't have you know that kind of bond with somebody but um, we you know we're we're I mean I, we're the closest thing to blood blood brothers without being real blood brothers so right it now works out. now I gotta ask you. Uh, uh, in 2008, you were arrested and being a part of an illegal cocaine ring. What the hell happened there? And that was basically being in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, the, the whole case came out, um, I think, out of the 13 guys that, that were alleged in the, in the thing, uh, uh, two of them actually got in trouble. Two guys got in trouble and everybody else. Uh, that was like six people that got set set you know, just let go. And then, uh, you know, a couple of the other guys, I guess, had guns and they were felons and, and went to prison for that. But, um, that, that was just, I, you know, of course I, I, I was fighting back then. So my free time was just training and kind of hanging out. 
And, um, you know, I would go out a lot back then and, and, uh, you know, I made friends that, that, uh, you know, didn't do good things, man. I, I just hung around with bad people. And, um, I mean, that, that the saying goes, if you sleep with the dog, you get the fleas. And, and it's true, man. Uh, uh, you know, I took, took a lot of, uh, a lot of flack for that, man. Like being around them guys seriously got me in a lot of trouble. So, um, you know, it just, uh, when, when, when everything came out, they realized, you know, I had never done anything, you know, I had never sold any drugs or, or, or been a part of any of that. So just being around those guys and having pictures with them and, 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 uh, you know, going to parties where they were at and kind of hanging out with them, uh, man, it, it, uh, a conspiracy is a crazy thing. If you're around people and you realize what they're doing, and even though you're not part of it, you're you're part of the crime because you're around them. So, um, you know, it was one of those things. And uh, I was glad that the truth came out and, uh, you know, I, I was set free. Yeah, dude, you've had a crazy, crazy life, man. Mm. And what are you, 35, 35? Yeah, man. Thir- 34. 34. And uh, I really hope you get your – I mean, I, I can't wait to see you back in the UFC, by the way. I, I mean, One of had, the most exciting yeah, guys to watch. I mean, I have six fight of the nights. That's <laughs> – that's amazing, you know. Uh, you, you've never been in a in a, uh, a boring fight, ever. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the thing that I was telling Sean is like, look, I went to a different organization, and you know, I, I fought a guy. I went to, went in the way in at forty five, and then this dude shows up at fifty five, and I was like, well, let's just fight anyways. We're already here, and then uh, we have uh, a, a great fight, of course, because um, the extra weight in his chin kind of held up a little better than I thought it would. Um, due to the extra weight and um, you know it, it ended up being a, like a great fight so that's what I told the UFC like I left here and I'm still making headlines at at, at other places I mean you guys come on man give me another chance so uh, you know that, that that's what I'm fighting for man is for my chance to get back and I want to show people the new and improved guy not just the crazy slugger that goes out there and you know I still want to be that guy but not in the same way I want to be more precise um, I want to be able to show my wrestling and my jiu-jitsu and, um, you know, just show people that I'm a complete fighter, not just a crazy guy. Yeah, you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, which is, I actually, I couldn't believe it. You're a bra- Who are you a brown belt under? Um, I'm brown belt under Carlos Machado. Wow. How close are you to getting a uh, black belt? Um, right now, I haven't seen him in a while. But I've been over at Gracie Baja with uh, Tucson and Barata, and uh, they, they, I, I actually got two stripes right now on my brown belt. So I'm uh, two stripes away from, from becoming a black. Nice. Maybe they could show your old fights on part of the screen and show your new fights. Like we'll have the new and improved so people can still watch. <laughs> the before and after. <laughs> yeah, you go crazy. Cause, uh, Absolutely, man. That, 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 that's what I'm going to want. That, that's what I'm going to do is, is uh, just – show people all my old fights and then show them all these comeback fights and they're going to be like, man, what happened? And I'm just going to tell them, man, God, you know? Uh, man, I'll tell you, I was funny, I actually, I met you at the MMA Awards a couple years ago uh, when the Korean Zombie won and he got the submission of the night oh, I was there, yeah. for the Twister. You accepted the award on his behalf. <laughs> That's what made him so cool. He was I, up there laughing. And I thought that was really cool of you, man. I, I gave you a lot of credit because a lot of guys... That's cool. I, I was like, wow, that's a that's a that's a man right there. Right. You know, there's there's a guy who who's accepted an award for he's sitting there being a twister on the on these on the screen and you're it's on you and you're accepting the award on on his behalf. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, that that shows a lot about your character, man. 
Yeah, man, he deserved the credit for it. Like that was, I mean, of course, like every wrestler in the world knows the guillotine. I had never, I mean, when I first got to Jackson's, they asked me if I wrestled, and I was like, um, I mean, whenever I've street fight, sometimes I've wrestled a little bit, and they're like, no, 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 wrestling. Have you ever wrestled before? And I was like, man, like Hulk Hogan. And they, they, I mean, they, they threw their hands in there and were like, what is this dude talking about? How did he get in the UFC? You know, and uh, so, so um, you know, I never knew that that move even existed, man. I thought I thought the Korean zombie was going for an arm bar. So I roll into it and I just give it to him, you know, and, and uh, you know, he, he, he grabbed hold of it and wrenched it pretty good. Had I known there was one more second in the round, I would have tried to hold on, man, but I had no idea. And that, that move is seriously painful. So I, I, I thought he deserved credit for that, and um, you know when they asked me to to, uh, to accept it, man, I, I I definitely thought that it was a good thing to do because I mean it, you know it, that 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 was a slick move, and, and I wanted him to get all the credit, so that's why I did it. That's pretty damn cool that you accepted it, man. Yeah, any Another questions? Guy's pride wouldn't have let them do that. Like, no, hell no. Any questions, Ellenberger? <laughs> yeah, you know I was going to ask you what's what was the big difference um, when you were training with. Team Alpha Male, like in the atmosphere, you know, compared to Jackson's. What's that like? Um, you know, they they, they have a, a really good team unity um, thing down there, and uh, you know, not 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 knocking thing at Jackson's. We have um, you know good a good group of guys, but um, our 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 team isn't as close as, as as those guys down there. They they really 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 stick together and help each other out. Um, they they you know it's like. A bunch, all them guys together, just like me and Cowboy are. You know, we'll we'll do anything to help each other out, mm-hmm. and all of those guys are willing to do that. And and the cool thing was, you know, they accepted me the same way. So all of them guy, every one of them was like, seriously, look, man, this is what you got to do. This escape, this works. This is how you get back up. And it wasn't like, oh man, I might have to fight this guy later on. I'm not going to show him this. I'm not going to show him that. Um, every single one of those guys was willing to show me everything, man. So it, it was, it was like really good team unity and, uh, their attitude going into practice, man. Like everybody's positive, you know, real high energy, um, mm-hmm. you know, jokes and, 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 uh, just, just, man, they, they, they have fun. So, um, it, it, it was a really good mix up for me and I enjoy going out there, man. And, and, I mean, they they have a bunch of studs out there, man. It's it's like uh, you know, of course, going with Chad Mendez and that guy Lance Palmer, uh, Joseph Benavidez. I mean, what all, all, all the big name guys there are, are like re- really, really, really cool to work with, man. They 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 uh, you know they there's no ego in that gym. Now I'm not saying there's any ego at Jackson, but um, due to them guys all being the same size, they have one pro practice. <laughs> And at Jackson's, we have heavyweights and lightweights, so we have two pro practices. So it kind of splits us up, you know, uh, a lot. And uh, I think that breaks up the camaraderie and, and, and everything. And, uh, you know, I just I just wish we were one big unit down there like we were at Alpha Male. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, hey, man, Leonard, uh, it was an honor talking to you. Uh, good luck with everything. Go go hang out with your beautiful wife on her birthday. And, uh, and thanks, man. Got it, thanks for man. joining us. Thank you so much, brother. You're the man, LG. Thank you guys. Thanks, Jake. All right, man. All right, that was Leonard Garcia. Wow, I found out a lot about that guy, huh? Hell yeah. A lot of things I had no idea about him. (laughs) Stab That that stabbing story is horrifying but crazy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, He just walks in like, I just got to beat somebody up and like... (laughs) 
Right. Why, yeah, but he's, he had his, his knife in his back still. Like, Why would you take Leonard's, uh, uh, his nachos, though? I mean, that's a, you don't take a Mexican guy's nachos. That's, <laughs> that's going to lead to be, just a bad situation right there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that guy, it's crazy. Um, I mean, his, he, it's funny how he, he wouldn't train. He said he, he was lazy and kind of he would punch someone hard and then stop training. I mean, that it shows you how talented he is right. to be able to make it to that level with no wrestling and half a work ethic. I mean, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to, to see how he, how well he's done, you know, yeah. and not really taking training that seriously. That's, that's amazing. Uh, imagine now. I mean, hopefully he gets another shot. And uh, I hope so. I, I think he will. He's. I think he's exciting enough that he they, they should give him another shot. I mean, well, he lost five in a row. He lost five in a row in the UFC and didn't get cut. Mm-hmm. So they obviously like him. Right. And the guy who loses five in a row, and there are guys who lose one fight and get cut. Mm-hmm. He loses five, but all his fights have been. He never got stopped in the UFC. They were all in split decisions. Finally, the Cody McKenzie fight. They were like, all right, we got to get rid of him after the Cody fight. <laughs> but, but I mean, he's he's one of these guys. I think that. Uh, now, not to knock Cody McKenzie, that was kind of a joke. But, but you know, he's one of these guys that the UFC obviously likes, puts on exciting fights. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Leonard Garcia fight any day of the week. Oh, oh yeah. Day. I mean, there's not a, there's not a fight. That, I, have, I was YouTubing his fights last night, and I was like, wow. You know? I mean, this dude is, is insane. But uh, so much fun to watch. So we're gonna, uh, we are going to get with Al Ayakinta. All right, so we have Al Ayakinta, who is uh, coming off a big win last week at UFC 169. He's uh, one of Chris Wyman's training partners. He's a, he's a badass uh, dude, has a win over Miles Jury on The Ultimate Fighter, and I can't wait to talk to him. Is this Al? Yo, what's up, man? How's everything? Everything. Oh, I like missed that Long Island accent. I haven't, I haven't heard that <laughs> in, in years, man. How, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. It's going good after... Uh... After this weekend, I'm feeling good. Congrats on the big win. That was a that was a great fight, by the way. Yeah, it was it was good, man. It was uh, got a little crazy in the second round, but uh, no, it was definitely good. I got got to show a lot of my uh, a lot of my skills in there this weekend for sure. Wait, now in the first round, it seemed like you pretty much had him out. Were you surprised that he was able to uh, to take your punches? Yeah, no, he had he kept he kept his composure. He had uh. He had some good defense. He was, he was, um, I got to watch the fight now probably, you know, 10 times since then. But, uh, he's, uh, he was able to kind of, even the punches that I did hit him with after I hurt him, he was kind of brushing them, you know, kind of rolling with them. So I couldn't get a real clean shot on him. So that's, you know, to his credit, he, he was, uh, he was good. Now, was it hard, uh, fighting? And I know you're, you're from Long Island and you're fighting in New Jersey. Seemed like the crowd was all behind you. Was there extra pressure? No, not really. I liked it. I thought it was cool having everyone there cheering, cheering for me. I fought my at my uh, you know before the UFC. I fought in uh, Ring Combat in Atlantic City. It was kind of like a throwback to those days where you know everyone comes out and uh, you know get a lot of support. So it was real cool. It was, I, you know, it's just Newark right now is as close to home as we get. Yeah. Now, now you're from. Uh, now you live in Wontaw. I remember I, I used to go to Mulcahy's when I was. Is, is that st- uh, still around, Mulcahy's? Oh yeah, Mulcahy's still still going on. 
Uh, there was some of the, the Monday nights and the, the out, out of the weeds pro, the thing. Yeah, good. There was always yeah, like drunk. Yeah, there was always these like drunk sluts there that that uh, like love to put out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Were you just right now after getting on the Ultimate oh, Fighter? Oh, here and we go. Jesus. I mean, you must have gotten so much puss in Long Island. <laughs> I live right. Around, I live right around the block from Okay, so it was. Uh, it worked out. It was convenient for me. For now, sure. I mean, do you have a, do you have a uh, girlfriend now? You married? What's the deal? No, no, I'm single. I'm uh, just doing my thing around Long Island, you know. I'm not trying to, not trying to get too, uh, too settled down or anything just yet, you really know. A slaying box. That's it. <laughs> trying. I'm trying. Really, you still have to try. I mean, you can't say, "Look, I'm, I'm, I was on the Ultimate Fighter. I'm in the UFC. I'm, I've like won my last two fights. I, I beat up Randy Couture's son." <laughs> you, you can't. That doesn't help you. I try. I try to do it without saying that. I'm not that guy. That's not my style. <laughs> that's like your that's your go to. I probably that's your, should go to. Uh, oh come on! I mean, do you get a lot of? Hole. I mean, you went to Nassau Community College, so all those those are like some of the dumbest, hottest chicks I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get so much hate mail. No, they literally have like cocaine up their nose going to class from the night before oh going to go to a nightclub. You, you went to you went to Hofstra or any? Or yeah, I went to Hofstra. Time around there. Uh, yeah, I, I went. I went to Hofstra. So you know, like the bars and and. All the Hofstra bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I spent. I I worked at. I worked. Uh, worked there for a little while, so that was uh, that was interesting too. It was fun. You were a uh, bouncer. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> pound bouncer. Oh man. Yeah. No. You know my buddy. <laughs> I went to SUNY Binghamton. I wrestled for Mark Gumble for like one semester, but uh, I I almost went to Hofstra under Tom Ryan. But my buddy Zane Zukowski, you used to personal train him. Yeah, no, he's the man. He's he's awesome. He's a great guy. He he helps me out with a lot of my uh, web stuff too. He's great with that, with the computers and stuff. I'm clueless when it comes to that. So he's he helped me out with that. And the guy he works hard, man. He's you know. Oh no, he used to play video games in college. All he would do is play video games. And then he graduated. He was a video game tester. He got a, I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah. that's a, such a perfect job for you. <laughs> all you do is yeah. play video games. <laughs> so uh, nah, he's a, he's a hardworking dude. He's a good guy. He is a good dude. Now, your nickname is Raging, uh, which I think should be uh, Anthony Hardonk's nickname, because then you could be called Raging Hardonk. But... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, I just think, now, now training with Weidman, uh, now, do, do, you and, uh, do you and Chris spar together? I mean, what's it like training with Chris? Uh, you know, I, we, we don't go 100%. He's a little big for me, but... Uh, you know, we definitely get in there, play around with each other, we do a lot of rolling and stuff. Training with him is awesome. It's, uh, you know, it's great to, uh, you know, just have someone of that caliber to look up to every day and stuff. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's the, it, there's nothing better than that, you know. Did you have any doubt that he was going to run through uh, Silva the second time? I mean, obviously, he, you know, you know how good Anderson Silva is, but I was very, very confident that he was going in there. And he was going to, uh, what, you said the second time or the first time? Well, the first time. And then the second time, I think he was, he was, he was winning. He was dominating before he, like, you know, took yeah. that kick. Yeah, no, I put, I put $1,000 on him the first time. I was, but, you know, that's, for me, that's a lot of money. So uh, it shows you how confident I was at the time, you know? Nice. Right. Now, Matt Sarah blocked me on Twitter. Uh, could you? Oh shit! What did you do? I, I just said he has to lose thirty pounds to make heavyweight. It was like one. It was like one little joke about Matt Sarah. <laughs> one and then little he, joke. Could you ask him to unblock me? 
I'll, 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 I'll run it by him. I'm gonna see him tonight. <laughs> he, he's pretty quick with the he's pretty quick with the block button on Twitter. He doesn't he doesn't take too much. If you say say one thing, he just. He's got no headaches with the Twitter. Yeah, tell him I'm, I'm, is, a, I'm uh, a really big fan. He's pretty cool. Tell him I'm a huge fan of his, and that, uh, to, you know, no, obviously, I'm, I'll, you know. I'll talk to him, but you gotta knock, you gotta knock off the jokes with him. All right, no more. He's, tell him uh, I will not make any more Matt Sarah is fat jokes. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'll, you. I'll, 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 I'll tell him. Any uh, questions uh, for uh, uh, Jake Ellenberger? Questions for the great. Al, I came to. Oh, okay. Congratulations on the fight this weekend. That was a great fight. Um, I just wanted to ask Thank you about you. the the second round and, and just how how hurt were you or how close was this? Uh, were you feeling like and, and to come back and pull through like that, man? That was great. How were you feeling? Uh, with the choke, it was it was tight. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, you know, he's it's it was just uh, you know I just kept I told myself I'm just going to keep fighting. I kept pulling on that top hand. And just hoping that I wasn't gonna wake up in the middle of the cage and put a ref in my face, you know. So, and uh, you know, I kept it together and and got through it. So, and then the rest of the round was just, you know, he kept me in that body lock, so I was having trouble getting out, and uh, you know, just just waiting it out, really. Now, is that is that thought actually going through your head? Like, I don't want to wake up with a ref in my face. Are you actually that, thinking that? that yeah, that actually went through my mind for sure. I said, "This is not," because I got choked out in that the finale of the Ultimate Fighter. So I had like a quick little flashback to that. I was like, "Shit, this is not happening." Yeah, and, now, uh, it, yeah, and that's got to be brutal. It's like being on stage bombing, and you're like, "Oh man, I do not want to bomb." But uh, now, after after that yeah. whole experience, I mean, you beat Miles Jury, who uh, I mean, you and him are arguably doing the best, and Michael Chiesa. I mean, all three of you guys are undefeated in the in the UFC. Which uh, you know shows how good your season was. Um, after losing to Kiesa in the finals, I mean, do you go through a depression? I mean, what what take us through that process? Uh, right after that fight, I had uh, I had surgery on my knee, so I had like I had like shit. It was the summertime. I was just you know I had nothing to I had nothing to do really. Like I was in a I was in a cast in my on my leg, I was on crutches. I was pretty much just you know, waiting it out, going to the beach and getting drunk every day. You know, wait waiting to uh it was kinda of depressing. But I tried to have fun a little bit. Are you living at home still? And, Where are you living at home? Yeah, I'm I'm li- yeah, I'm living at home right now. I'm trying to I think uh, you know, with this fight I can I can start looking at houses and stuff, so we'll see. So after the Ultimate but, uh, Fighter, you 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 break your leg. You're living at home. You're at the beach every day, getting drunk. I mean, that's that's a crazy picture. Are you are you like bummed out? Are people saying to you, "Hey, I saw your fight"? Or are they you know, did Jesus beat you? I mean, what what? Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. It was it sucked. It was you know, it was like uh, all I wanted to do was just I wanted to it, it, even you know the week leading up to that that finale. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna I can't wait. You know, to uh, to get you know get my career started and keep you know just do do awesome. And I've been working so hard, and I finally got here. I'm in the UFC, blah blah blah. And then for that to happen, and then yeah, like you said, I'm I'm around town. Everyone know, you know everyone was watching the whole thing, and now all the questions, you know, oh, you know, talking about that fight. That sucked, man. That was a rough. That was a rough couple of months, and. uh you know, with the knee, the knee it was, it was a long rehab process. So it was. Uh, Do you, you know, think it, it might have been? Uh, you think it might have been Kiesa's beard stench? 
I don't know what it was, man. It was just, it was just his night. Yeah, no, he he. Lo- that was surprising. I thought you were gonna win. Uh, you you know, I I was I I was like you you definitely had this. I think that he just had like. Uh, I mean, people just get caught, you know. You actually lost your fight going into the house. I mean, I mean, b- b- before the house, your last fight, your last fight before the UFC, you lost. Were you surprised that you got picked for the house? No, what what had happened was I uh, I was supposed to be on season twelve, which was like five seasons, well, a couple seasons before I got on. So I had made it onto the show. I was only three. I was like three zero and one at the time, and I broke my hand. Uh, a week before we were supposed to fly out to, to start filming the show. That sucks. So uh, they said, oh, man, we feel bad for you. Next time we do your weight, call us up, and, you know, we'll get you to the, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we take care of you. So then I, I lost that fight, and the next day I saw online that they were doing tryouts for 155 again. So I called them up, and I was like, hey, listen, you know, I made it to, uh, I mean, and, and driving home from Atlantic City after that loss, I was like, I was like, screw this! I'm never losing. You know, I'm not losing again. I'm, I'm gonna work so hard. I'm gonna, uh, you know, it just re, re, revamp me up. You know, after a loss, you see your weaknesses. I knew where I was weak at, what I had to work on. So I called them up. I said, I'm, you know, I'm looking to get on the show. They, they kind of bypassed me through the tryouts, and uh, it was all history. They got me on the show, and it was, it was good. Well, you're doing great, man. I mean, your fight, your beatdown of Ryan Couture. I mean, were you surprised that Ryan was able to take all those punches? Nah, he's tough, man, for sure. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, I guess, but nah, he's a uh, he's a tough dude. Was it weird fighting you know? Randy's son? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I guess I've seen I I kind of watched him, you know, when he was in Strike Force and stuff, but not not weird. I kind of just kind of knew who he was. Um, but you know, not weird. Right. Well, I mean, you're doing great, man. I mean, you're you're, you're killing it, dude. And you're you're getting pussy. You're hanging out in Long Island. You're 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 a star, you know. You're you're, you're hanging out. I mean, watching Chris Weidman flip out over you was one of the that was that was crazy too. He was he was going nuts. He was going absolutely yeah, man. ballistic. He was, he was he was into it. It was cool for sure. So, how do you think the Weidman Belfort fight is going to go down? I know, I know Chris is your teammate, but yeah, I think. Uh... I think Chris is just—he's just too big, too long. You know his reach. He's got those. T- he's just—I think he's just gonna have his number. It's gonna be uh, gonna be a good fight. You know, Vitor is very explosive, and uh, you know he definitely has the chance to catch anybody. But I think uh, I think Chris is uh, Chris is gonna have his number for sure. What do you what do you think of the whole TRT thing? Um, I think that. I know Victor just came out with something saying that he thinks his opponents should get tested more vigorously or something like that. I just read. I don't know what the hell that guy's talking about. But uh he uh yeah, he should he got tested for he did got tested positive for steroids. He shouldn't be getting, you know, testosterone, whatever the hell he's getting. Just dude, be not, whatever you got, that's what you bring into the cage, you know? That's what it should be. Um it is what it is. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll all get worked out. And you know what? I don't think Wyman's sweating it too bad. Give him his TRT if he really wants. Chris will be. He'll be in the uh, gym training. Give him his TRT. I like is this that. fight in Nevada? Yes, it's in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, Vitor might be in trouble. He's going to show up like 170 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> He's skinny as hell. I imagine that. That'd be funny. 
So, uh, any, do you have any questions for Jake Allenberger? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> Is Jake Allenberger there? Yeah, that, that's the guy. Oh that, that's the guy talking to you. Yeah, buddy. Oh man. That's What's hilarious. up, Jake? How's everything, man? That's hilarious. How about you? <laughs> it's good to be back. I heard someone. I heard someone say Jake Allenberger before. I was like, I thought you called me Jake Allenberger. No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm, the, I'm actually Adam's co-host here. Oh, what's up, man? Sorry about that. I'm a little out of it right now. I guess. Um, I have any questions for you? What, what's your who, who are you fighting next? Uh, Tarek Safradine. Yeah, actually in Baltimore. Oh yeah, kind of up your way in Baltimore. So wait, one seventy two. All right. So light kicks, right? He's got kicks, some, some kicks, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is he the one that was in strike, the strike force? He was. He was. He was the last he was, strike force okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I'll, I'll be looking yeah. forward to that fight for sure. Oh, thanks, man. Good <laughs> so luck, man. Thank you. Thank you. This, this is pretty funny. Keep it going. Oh, good. keep it going, man. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I love watching you fight too. It's it's been awesome. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to fight appreciate next, Al? It. Who do I want to fight next? I don't know, man. Whoever. I want to... I'd like to fight somebody that... You know, someone that... Uh, who is it? I got really excited when um, I got called on short notice to fight Anthony and Jaquani. You know, someone like that. Someone that I, I watched him fight in the WEC and, um, when I was younger. And I was just kind of getting into the sport. Someone like that, you know? I got really excited for that one. And, you know, me and Ray had some great training sessions. Um, just because of that, it's like, you know, something you get amped up for. Right. But, uh, you know, if I never end up having it. Um, what about Brandon Chow? So, so, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Chow? The hybrid. No, Brandon Chow? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Because he, he's always, uh, he, he has another <laughs> podcast, so we always call him out. Cause he's, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then him then. Yes, Brandon Schaub. Nice, cool. No, I mean, so I mean, does it bother you sometimes that like, like, because you seem like a super nice guy? You know, you're kind of quiet and very polite, uh, very nice person. Uh, Does it bother you sometimes that some of these guys, like uh, guys like (laughs) Conor McGregor, some of these guys that like are louder, get more attention? Nah, man, it's all good. It's I like it. It's it's fine. There's different different people in this sport. You got to have people like that. Um, I mean, he talks a lot, but for the most part, he, he backs up, man. That Conor McGregor, he's uh, he's a, he's a problem for a lot of people. So I, I think he's he entertains me. So it's all good. I got no problem with people like that. Yeah. You know. Now, if you had to bang one ring girl, which one would it be? Oh shit! Just one. That's a good question. <laughs> Just one, you greedy oh, bastard. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can do both. Oh, you want three? Nah, nah, I can't pick, man. I don't know. Mm. Now is is uh, Rhonda more your type or or uh, Misha? Man, you're asking some crazy questions. <laughs> uh, he he, he asked know. everybody that. Yeah, I'm doing an MMA roast. I can't yeah, thirty seconds questions, to do. Man, oh. you can't. Okay, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> I think we're good, man. Wait a minute, Jake, Jake Ellenberger's there? What's up, man? That was so funny. Well, well, thanks, man. Hey, thanks, thanks for coming on the podcast. You are you are a class act, a class act, man. Oh, by the way, you you thanks, now, now you came in second in the in the, in the county at, at uh, Nassau Counties in wrestling. Yeah, I came in second. Yeah, I lost in the finals. Who did you lose to? 
I lost to Dan Calvaca from MacArthur. Oh, nice. Now, what's Dan doing those now? MacArthur kids. I hate those MacArthur kids. <laughs> Do you want a John, rematch with them? John Volante. No, never liked those guys. Now, then you went to Nassau Community College. So, and did, after Nassau, did you go to a uh, college after, after after that or no? No, I just got into MMA. I, I, I wrestled at Nassau, and then I was just in the gym. I pretty much... It took me five years to graduate from Nassau <laughs> just because I was... I would cut class to go to the gym and. Wait, isn't that a two-year school? <laughs> What's that? That's a. Isn't that a two-year school? Yeah, I went. I went to a two-year school for but five t- years, man. <laughs> oh, how long does it take you to watch sixty minutes? <laughs> but I had a sick fucking GPA because I would just drop all the classes that I was doing bad, and if I had an A, I'd keep going. Yeah, but you had three credits I, per semester. I mean, of course. <laughs> but that's. It took you five. I, I had three for two semesters. I had three credits twice. <laughs> It's not, it's, not a, it's not a joke. But uh, I got through it, man. It's all it counts. Persistence. You just, you just don't take no for an answer. No, some know? some great fighters went to NASA. You, uh, I think Hieronymus went to NASA. Uh, Phil, yeah, yeah. Phil uh, Baroni went to NASA Community College. There's been- yeah, Al, Al Boskulik, the Turkish delight. Al Boskulik. You know that Yes, the Turkish delight went there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, my, he was on my team. Al Buskalik? Yeah. I mean, he's Turkish delight. I know, I know exactly who he is. <laughs> you have no idea who I'm talking about? I, I know who you're talking about. No, he's on his oh, team. Right. You need to say he's on his and team. Wyman, how could you forget Wyman? Wyman went to NASA. Oh, Wyman went to NASA? I know. NASA went to Hofstra. It was a, oh, before Hofstra, he went to NASA? Yeah, yeah, he was at NASA. Oh, nice. Now, I, I can't NASA believe... might, be the, might have the most UFC guys. <laughs> yeah, NASA community. I'm telling you, it's got the hottest chicks in the, in the world. I mean, I, I don't even know how you stayed focused on rest. Well, that's probably why you took five years to graduate, actually. <laughs> it took me five years, man. I just kept wanting to go back. Yeah, I don't blame you. Slam box. college well, forever. Well, where can people find you on, uh, on, on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Ally Aquinta. At Ally Aquinta. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, man, and uh, good luck with everything, brother. Thanks, Al. You it's got it, guys. Thank you very much. Keep it up, man. Take care. Hey, good luck, man. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, is Jake Ellenberger there? Yeah, uh, he thought I was just, do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? Why? Is like that, that would <laughs> Why be the most that? random hilarious. That'd be the most random question in the world. Yeah. If he had any questions for <laughs> Is he there? Oh, do I? <laughs> yeah, like, like, like he didn't know you were talking to him. That's, that's great. Do you have right. any questions for Jake <laughs> Just Ellenberger? asking someone here. DJ, do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? <laughs> oh, you're here, my bad. <laughs> During my phone call? I swear to God, during like, if I bang that girl again, halfway through, I'm going to be like, do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? <laughs> Just to, that's unbelievable. That is so funny. That is very yeah. funny. Oh. You like that raging heart on. Dude, that was crying over here. I could not stop laughing for like two minutes. <laughs> Such I a stupid. It's so dumb. It's funny. And what is Dynamic Fastener, by the way? What is that, Jake? A what? Dynamic Fastener. They're sponsoring every fighter. What is Dynamic Fastener? I have no idea. What the, I've never even heard of that. It's, it's a on, strap-on. It's, it sounds like it. It's on everybody's fight shorts. DJ, what is that? You know what that is? No, let's look it up. Dynamic, uh, dynamic right. Fastener. All right. So, uh, and then we have to get to Anthony Johnson, right? Yeah. I told him we were going to call him at uh, 140. Those oh, wow. New York guys are always hilarious. Oh, you know? man. 
<laughs> I, I like how he's like still living at home with his parents after he wins the ultimate. I went to the beach every day and got drunk after being on the ultimate fighter. <laughs> like they're just so honest, people from Long Island. I know they are. They're just, you, you get what you see. Exactly. Oh, man. It was so funny. Do I have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? Why? <laughs> Do I? Why? Is, is he there? <laughs> you know, it would have been even better if he would have been like, oh, fuck, no, I can't not, stand no. that guy. I beat that guy. You know. Right. Or if I would have said, no, he's not here. No, I would... yeah, it's, it's, but if you want. Right, here we go. Diane. Dynamic fasteners, they sell tools and fasteners to commercial construction. And the, but they're, why are they always, I mean, how much money do they have to be sponsoring fighters? And why would they choose the UFC why, fighters why, why shorts? Why do used car salesmen always have, like, a shit ton of, like, you know, time on, on air, right? Right. They just throw money at That's it. That's crazy. With the hopes that it'll actually They're spending through. bank. I mean, literally every other fight fighter has dynamic fastener. Yeah. How much, Jake? How much does that cost for a sponsor to to be put on the, the uh, ass of a, of well, a fighter? Because that's a that's real that's good real estate right there. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, the and they have the they have that annual fee um, <laughs> per year just just to just to sponsor any fighter, and then like this specific deals for each fighter is even more. But I mean, I can't imagine their their return on investment is 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 going to be made. You know, I don't get it though. If somebody uh somebody's doing something with that, but that's yeah, they're on every single dynamic fastener just showed up. It's a text right up, I guess. All right, so we have Anthony Johnson who just got back into the UFC, who's fighting Phil, Mr. Wonderful Davis at UFC one seventy two. Anthony Rumble Johnson, how are you, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. You're on with Jake Ellenberger and T Rex. What's up, What's man? What's going on, man? What's happening? What's happening, Jake? Hey, not much, man. Can, uh, can, can, uh, congrats on the, on the big news, man. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how did this happen? Now, that, I mean, why Phil Davis? Who called you? When, when When did you find out? What's going on? Tell us. <clears throat> um, well, I went up to New Jersey for the last UFC to support my uh, teammate, uh, Abel Trujillo, and, uh, you know, just show my face and stuff like that in the crowd. And uh, my manager met with Joe Silva and uh, doing breakfast. And Joe Silva and my manager, was Ken Robinson, was eating at another table on the other side of the restaurant. And me and my coaches and Abel were eating on, you know, the opposite side. And um, Brian called me and said, hey, come over here. So I went over there. And as soon as I sat down, he looked at me and said, uh, congratulations. Welcome back to the UFC. And so I looked at Joe Silva. And Joe Silva just had his big-ass smile on his face. <laughs> And shook his hand on, I shook his hand and said thank you, you know, and that was basically it. So um, my manager asked me when, when would I want to fight, and I was like, you know, as soon as possible. Then he started, you know, having a few days, but I was like, I, I don't feel like fighting those days. And then he said April, so I was like, I'm, I'm done with that. And uh, they, they brought up um, Bill Davis. I'm like, I'll fight whoever it is. I don't, I don't care. You know, it's just another human being in front of me. He does the same thing I do, and I know I do it better. So uh, put me up against whoever you want me to, to put me up against. And uh, so, you know, now it's official. I'm fighting Phil. I just wasn't sure at first. Are you, are you, are you worried that it's April's too close to Thanksgiving? And, uh, <laughs> you might not make weight. You might not make weight. <laughs> uh, I'm going to always make weight now. I ain't fighting 170 no more and killing myself. <laughs> that's, that's great, though, man. I mean, you've, you've won, what, your last six fights in a row. Uh, your your last fight was against Mike Kyle. You looked you looked amazing, by the Jeez. way, man. Holy cow! Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, Mike made a mistake and he started uh, rushing me. 
just like DJ Lindemann did in the very first WSOF. He rushed me and got knocked out. So warning to everybody, don't don't rush me. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a bit. Uh, Can you go into how he called you out? He made a mistake um, yeah, of talking he was, smack. He was uh, an organization called CFA down here in Florida. Um, a pretty well-known organization and stuff like that. And he fought in against Travis View. And uh, after the fight, he called me out because he saw me in the back of my guys. And uh, I had already left because the fight was boring. <laughs> and uh, I got a phone call after, like, the next day. And everybody was like, yo, he called you out. Like, what do you want to do about it? I was like, who? And it was like, Mike Kyle. I was like, oh, he's boring. You know what I'm saying? He does nothing for me. He doesn't, like, excite me or anything. And um, I guess, you know, he kept talking, you know, trying to get trying to get the fight. So I was like, you know, screw it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And uh, he got his wish. You know, he asked for the fight and he got what he wanted. Yeah, no, that's that's probably the I would uh, that'd be down on like uh, that's probably the worst wish I could ever ask for is to fight Anthony Johnson. I'm all down for, you know, people fight him. But to me, it's almost like, what's the point of calling out people? You're gonna, it's plenty for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what's the point of calling out somebody unless you absolutely have a beef with him? So I guess he just wanted his name to be out there more. And I mean, people know who he is now for sure. You know, so <laughs> right. I got, I gave, I got him, you know, a, a good, a, a, a better fan base than what he had before. Plus, you don't call people out because your mouth is usually full. Uh, now, oh no, my. No, come on, these are just jokes. Come on, <laughs> Anthony. We're here with Anthony, Man. the great Anthony Johnson. Now, uh, now, Rashad Evans actually said that you were the MVP of his last training camp. Yeah, I didn't even know he said that until like people started texting me. I guess I was doing something at the time, and uh, my manager texted me. Everybody was texting me. Did you hear that? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And uh, they told me what he said, and um, I mean, I'm honored that he said that. You know, I, I push Rashad really, really hard in training. He does the same for me. So, uh, you know, whenever he needs, needs to me, he's, he's you know a mentor to me. He's my big brother. You know, he was one of the reasons why I started fighting. To be honest with you, I watched him in the finale of the Ultimate Fighter when it first started, and uh, I saw him beat up that big ass white boy, <laughs> whoever his name is. <laughs> And uh, ever since then, I just he, he made me want to fight. You know what I mean? So uh, I look up to him and everything. So whenever he has a fight, I really push him to get the best out of him. How do you think he's going to do against Cormier? I think he's going to do fine. Rashad is super fast. Um, he, he's doing his thing, you know. Uh, he, he has another level to kick it up to, you know, for the fight. So I, I know he'll be able to get it to that level you know, fight time. So I'm not really worried about anything. His takedown defense is on point. His his speed is there. His striking is still good. So we'll see. DC isn't. He's no pushover. You know what I mean. He's a decorated wrestler, and uh, we, we're gonna see. You know what I mean. I think Rashad's gonna win because he has the experience and he's faster. You know what I mean. As long as he doesn't, you know, lock up with with Daniel too much, I think he's gonna be just fine. He's also the only guy to beat Phil Davis. So is he giving you pointers on how to beat Phil Davis? No, not yet. You know, we're just focused on him. I've got plenty of time to get ready for Phil Davis. I probably won't even uh, get ready, like, come up with a game plan until probably the, the month of April. You know what I mean? Right now I'm just training, making sure I stay in shape and keeping everything on point. Now, I remember when uh, when Phil fought uh, Vinny Magalies, he said that uh, that he was very confused because he thought he was actually fighting Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Are you going to get confused that Phil Davis looks a little bit like Arsenio Hall? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I won't be confused at all. And Senior Hall, I'm pretty sure he can't punch Bill Davis a punch in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. And I mean, one of the guys you beat, like you beat Jake Rockhold, who was a three-time national champion wrestler for OSU. Rochelle. Jake uh, Rochelle. Jake Rochelle. And, Rochelle, Rochelle, yeah. And you, I mean, you obliterated that guy. So that, I mean, that's got to pick up your confidence, right? Um, well, I'm always confident no matter what. I mean, I'm never cocky, but I'm always confident in myself because I know how hard I work. But uh, Jake and, and Phil are two totally different wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think both of them probably have the same amount of, like, wrestling credentials, even though Jake beat Phil, you know what I mean, at the national championship. But um, for Phil, I think he's just he's just more of an athlete made for this sport than Jake Rochard is, you know what I mean? So uh, I don't take anything from either one of them because both of them are, you know, great athletes. But I think Phil will give me more of a run for my money than, than Jake did. Yeah, I was surprised that Jake's MMA career didn't. Uh, I know. I mean, he he had some impressive wins, and he made it to the UFC, which is like making it to the NBA or the. I mean, one of the hardest things to do in the world. But I was, I was, you know, it's always when I think about how tough you guys are, I think of Jake of, of Jake Rushell, who who was a three time national champion, which is almost the most impossible thing to do in the world, mm-hmm. and a guy like that who who, who basically, you know, only had a, you know lost a lot of his MMA fights. You know, it's, it just shows how. High level, you guys are. I mean, yeah, I think it also just depends on which team you go to. You know, what I mean, who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get to that next level, you got to go to the best. You know what I mean, and do what's best for you. So I don't know what Jake did, but I mean, it was his choice, whatever path he chose. Now I remember last time you were upset with Overeem uh, because you said he wasn't being a uh, a good black zillion. Uh, he had his own camp. Uh, did you guys squash your beef or? I ain't got no beef with him. I just don't care about him. I want you to punch him in That's his lips. I, okay, I mean, what do you mean? Like, you don't care about him? Like, you guys aren't, like, like, like he, he asked you for horse meat and you said no? I mean, how, how, how did that... <laughs> Say what? <laughs> did you not share your horse meat with him? Did he, did he sometimes... No, no, I, don't, I, I didn't share my meat with him at all. Oh, that oh. sounds so gross. <laughs> that, could be the, that could be the headline of this. <laughs> Anthony Rumble didn't share his horse meat. <laughs> I mean, did he ask you for some of your meat? <laughs> no, nah, he ain't asked me. He ain't asked me for some of my meat, but he like looked at me funny one time, and I was like, you know, he can get none of my meat. He was checking, you know the, meat. He was checking the meat outside. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> gotcha. Now, now is oh. now is Belfort in, in your camp right now? Yeah, yeah, he's here, man. He's uh, he's training with us. We train and we train wrestling. And, uh, he, I mean, he's on point. You know what I'm saying? He's doing good. Uh, he gives me and Rashad a, a, a tough time. But, you know, right now we're just doing just straight wrestling. We're not, like, doing really MMA wrestling. So, do you guys we're, do t- uh, we're what, just what, getting what, in what hardcore. You know, we got wrestling? that Kenny Monday over here, Kenny Monday style over here. So, we're just straight up wrestling hardcore like we used to do back in the days in high school and college, you know. So, uh, we're going at it. That's for sure. You, Donna, do you guys do TRT wrestling? Oh, no. No, I can't believe you even just went there. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, you can't get upset and then laugh. You have to pick a side. No, no I, um, I ain't, I, I'm not upset. Trust me, dog. I'm fucking upset. <laughs> now, how do you... Don't, s- put, don't, even, don't even put Anthony Roman Johnson 
and TRT even in the same category. Leave me out of that shit. Because I heard, I heard you ate the TRT. I heard it was actually past uh, TRT. No, no, no. no. Dude, I, never, I, never, I never even seen it. I never seen it. Oh, that's good. No, I, I mean, I believe it. Um, now, how do you see the Weidman versus Belfort fight going? I, don't, I mean, it's tough, man, because uh, I've heard, I mean, obviously, Chris Weidman is the champ. You know what I'm saying? And he's tough, obviously, you know? And his wrestling is phenomenal. Um, I've heard great things about him already from people from different camps. Um, and, just, you know, seeing Vitor and knowing what he can do, um, I think it's going to be a tough, tough fight for, for both guys. You know, I don't think either one of them are going to break, but you just you just never know. You never know. And I, all I can say is I wish the best for both of them, but I do hope Vitor wins. Yeah, no, you guys are killing it. The Black Zillions have been on a – I know in like the beginning you guys got off to a pretty rough start, uh, but – uh, your last couple, I don't know, the last year or so, mm-hmm. uh, you guys killed my roasting abilities because I, I, could, I couldn't make jokes about you guys. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I mean, between you and, and, and my, my, my Michael Johnson and uh, Jay-Z uh, and then, you know, Belfort winning his last three fights and even Overeem winning his fight. I mean, you guys are... Uh, He's not a black dude. He ain't no black dude. Okay. So he never was. He was just training he just, there. He just, he just, he's team Alistair, that's it. Right, so Team Alistair, okay, so I'm not putting him in there. But Eddie Alvarez, I mean, you guys are, uh, and, then, and now Abel. How good did Abel look? Oh, man, I, you know what? Um, Abel, Abel was, uh, he wasn't doing too well before the fight, and then I was a little worried. You know, he had some things going on. And uh, during the fight, though, the first two minutes, I looked at my manager, Clint, because he was sitting right beside me, and I said, hey, somebody's about to get knocked out because these dudes are not swinging you know, to be nice, they're like swinging to actually knock each other's head off, for sure. It's like, this ain't a MMA fight, this is a street, street brawl, you know? And uh, when Abel got caught, you know, with the knee and stuff like that, and just up against the fence, I thought they were going to, you know, step in and stop the fight until, you know, he actually went for a shot and then hit Jamie Varner with a big right. I don't think I screamed that loud and that much and. <laughs> A long time. I started screaming like a cheerleader. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I'm I'm really proud of Abel. You know, he he uh, he battled a lot of demons to, to have this fight and to uh, get get over. You know, getting his camp over with for this fight. So I'm I'm really proud of him. He's came a long way. I remember the first time I seen him coming in the gym and he was swinging. He looked like he's swinging at some flies and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Fighting the gnats around his face. But uh, he's he's doing a lot better now with his striking. Yeah, he's uh no, he's doing great. He and he he uh, called out Cerrone afterwards, as well as Diego Sanchez, two fights. Well, uh, he, the thing I heard about that, I heard he was saying that he didn't really call him out. They just asked him, you know, who would he, who would he fight or something like that, and he said his names came to his mind. You know what I mean? It's not that he was calling him out; those were just the first names that popped in his head. So he just kind of went off uh, that reaction, you know. Was it Ariel? So uh, he doesn't he doesn't have any you know Ariel. beef or any anything disrespectful towards him. He said they just popped in his head because those are you know, those would be some good ass fights. Yeah, no, Abel uh, Abel's a friend of the show. He uh, he's a, he's a super nice guy. He's always uh, telling me to like roast him. And uh, he's he's actually a, he's a pretty good rapper. I don't know if you knew that. He's got some decent rapping skills. He's got an album coming out called Willing and Able. <laughs> <laughs> I think Anthony hung up on us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What happened, Anthony Johnson? Oh, he must have heard T Rex's joke. No, it was before that. It was before that. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, should we call him back? Let's call him back. Yeah. He's funny. <laughs> Dead silence. Right. What happened? Yo, 
I don't know. My bad. It's all good. So what are you, what are you walking around at right now, Johnson? AJ? I'm, I'm 223. 223. So 205 is not that hard at all, huh? No, it's not. It's not hard at all. Just, I should have been here a long time ago, but just having my, my wrestler's mentality of trying to you know, cut as much weight as I can and all that stuff, which was stupid. Uh... You know, man, I don't know how you did 170. I wish I had did this sooner. Yeah, I don't know how you did 170 either, man. Jake just said he doesn't know how you did 170. Man, I don't know how you made 170. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy. I was like, damn, I can't. I was down to the point. I didn't even want to fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I didn't want to do nothing but just do cardio and lose weight. I I know how he made 170. Uh, He didn't. So. <laughs> but all right, I got you. I'm gonna get you back for that one. <laughs> nice. No, no. But there was one fight you, that you cut what 40 pounds in like a week or something. Excuse me. What was the most you ever cut? Like 30 pounds in a week? Uh, I think I dropped from it was UFC 76. I think it was when I fought Rich Rich Clemente. I was actually trying to get tickets to the fight, and my old manager uh, Campavia hit me up like 10 minutes later after I asked and was like, hey, do you want to fight? I was like, all right, whatever. I fight. You know, this is what I do. And I think I was like 100, 201, something like that. And I tried to make 170 for the week, you know, because it was the week of the fight. And I think I got down to 176. And my body just shut down and was like, you're not doing anything else. So, you know, I tried. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. What's, what's, yeah. Jake, what's the most you ever cut? Oh, uh, I did one. Day, I did sixteen actually, in, in one day when I fought Pele in in Bodog. Sixteen pounds mm-hmm. in one day, mm-hmm. but wow. it was all like I was I was hydrated. It was a lot of all water. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, should I call you Rumble or AJ or Anthony? What do you like to be called? Say what, boss? I couldn't hear you. Uh, should I call you AJ or Rumble or? What do you prefer? You can call me whatever you want. Call me whatever you want to call me. I don't care. All right. Yeah. Just don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so how's the how's the female situation going in uh, in uh, Florida? Excuse me. How's the how's the lady situation going in Florida? How's the non-existent? Non-existent? Come on. Yeah, I plead the. I'm gonna say I plead the fifth. How about that? I drink the fifth, yo. Yeah, why well, you plead the fifth? Really? <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> Cause I, now, who out of all the black zillions, who gets the most tail? Hell, I don't know. To be honest with you, like, dude, I'm in my own business. You know what I'm saying? I go in there, I train. And when training's over with, I might talk to people for five minutes and I'm out. I don't like trying to get in, you know, everybody's business because that ain't what I'm there to do. Do you, do you, you mostly get white I mean, huh? Do you mostly get white girls or Asian girls or black girls? What's a Anthony Johnson? Mm, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, don't, I ain't too crazy about, you know, black girls. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> How come? I ain't going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been putting it like this. I've said it to before. Like, you know, your boy might be hungry one day and he feel like eating, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the last supper. I don't want some shit 
that's going to be discolored. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> black on the outside and pink on the inside, that shit don't look healthy to me. <laughs> oh <my> so, <laughs> I'm just saying. Wait, are you talking about, are you talking about what are you saying? Black vaginas don't look healthy? It don't, man. It don't. It's all discolored and shit. You know what I'm oh saying? It's black God. on the outside and pink on the inside. That shit look, it look like it's just not right. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> I, I've honestly, I've only had a couple. I mean, they look fine to me. I was just happy that they had me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I gotta say, I, I know, like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just that's just my preference. You know what I'm saying? I ain't nothing against them. I talk to them all day and have fun with them, but I just can't go that route for some reason. Right, right. Now, I mean, you talking about like when you're when you're when you're eating them, or just in, oh my, in, in, in general. <laughs> Just in general. In okay. General. <laughs> All right, that's good. Ellenberg, well, how do you feel about black vaginas? I mean, it, it's... <laughs> uh, I, I can't relate. I, I have not. You never had I have not ever you had, never had it, so... Really? In, like, I, Omaha, I, I there can't. aren't there no Omaha black... Oh, there is. I just... I haven't... I haven't... I haven't uh, canoed that paddle, so I've never been that way. You haven't canoed that paddle? You haven't paddled that canoe? Yeah, yeah. When you paddle the canoe, excuse me. Yeah, you could you put a canoe on a paddle. And, then, and what about you? I've, uh, I've run the gamut, and I can honestly say that uh, black vagina is just as good as any other vagina. Oh wow! It all tastes. You the ain't same. got no choice. You ain't got no choice but to say it. <laughs> <laughs> You know it. You know, ain't got no choice but to say it right now. <laughs> Adam. And so the oh, I mean, I've had black girls. I've had a couple black girls. Uh, uh, I got it. So okay. So so you're into like. Uh, so you're into you're in, you're in the black zillions, but you're in the white giants. Yeah, the white giants. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. That's perfect, right there. The white the white giants. I like it. I hung out with him when we were in Atlantic City, and he had a he had a dope ass white girl with him. Really, a real fine white girl with him. And then he, and then you told me that you all weren't really y'all were just friends. Oh come on, come on, Anthony. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's true. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And then we hung out in California uh, for that. Uh, I don't even remember where we were. We're uh, anyway Ontario, and then went to some house that he owns, and there's some white girls. You know, there. I ain't have nothing. I had my dog with me. I ain't have nothing. I how, had my dog. With how me. is my dude, good. man? How's little Wall Street doing? Are you good? If you ever get rid of him, man, let me know. I want. I want that dude. Wait, you have a dog named Wall Street? Yeah, this dog is badass, man. He's got yeah. this pit bull, man. This dog looks like a alligator. Uh, it's called Wall Street. Yeah, his head is gigantic. <laughs> Wow. I was walking him around the hotel. He had to do an interview, and I was walking the dog around the hotel, and people were shitting their pants. That's going to be our, by the way, our, li- our like, thread title is going to be Anthony Johnson. Black vaginas look funny. That's going to be the, <laughs> that's going to be the title to this, uh, this, this podcast. And we wouldn't let Alistair look at his yeah. meat. Nice. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't let Alistair yeah, look at his meat. Alistair, Alistair can't touch my meat. <laughs> 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 what, now, what did you think of the Alistair Amir fight? Excuse me? What, you, what, what did, did I think you, of the fight? Yeah. Um, I mean, Alistair fought smart, to be honest with you. Uh, I think he should have finished Amir, you know, when he had a chance. But I, I still think he fought smart, you know what I mean? I just don't know what the hell he was doing calling out Brock Lesnar for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that about? Yeah, I mean seriously, that was that was very that was. Strange. I don't know, dude. I was like, I was scratching my head. I was like, man, because Glenn still manages Alistair, and I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Brock heard that and, and fell Glenn down. Just shook his head, like I don't know. Yeah, that was weird that he's calling out WWE guys. Uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a you know 
some for publicity. I don't know, but it was stupid. He, he actually called out, he, uh, called out Santa Claus afterwards and then the uh, Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird. That 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 was that was strange. And then afterwards, Bigfoot Silva's like, "I'm here uh, on on Twitter." And then so did uh, Tim Sylvia. Tim Sylvia Tim said, he, Sylvia? Uh, "Yeah, Tim Sylvia said, I'll fight you." Isn't he a cop now or something? I I, I guess or he's like a Zumba instructor or something. I, I don't know what Tim <laughs> Sylvia is doing. <laughs> no, no. What, well, what did you think of uh, Uriah Faber? Do you think that that fight was stopped too early? Honestly, bro, I was sleeping. <laughs> wow. Real talk, no, I'm being honest, I was sleeping. I after uh Abel's fight and I think after who else fought? Somebody else fought, man. I was so sleepy for some reason. I went to the back where Abel was and I honestly fell asleep and I woke up and the event was over with. <laughs> you wait, you were in the back? Like where in the back were you sleeping? I was in the locker room with Abel. And you just you were on like you know, that little he bench? Was watching the fight, he, I was on the mat. You know, they warmed up on it. I was sleeping. I swear to God. <laughs> you fell asleep because you had the itis? You got something to eat and fell asleep? Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, I, was, I guess I was that bored. You know what I'm saying? I guess the, but, the Aldo fight. The best fight of the night was honest. Aldo, well, I saw some of his fight. You know what I mean? And uh, Aldo did his, his, you know, his usual. You know what I'm saying? Kicking, kicking the hell out of people where they can't walk, basically. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's always looking sharp, in my opinion. Um but from the highlights of what I saw with the with the uh, favorite fight, um, I don't know what the hell happened. I know whenever I was leaving, I heard them interviewing Favor, and he was saying, basically, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? In that situation, you know, let go of his leg or something like that. So I, I really don't know what happened. I guess I have to watch him and see. All right. So, yeah, no, he, he basically, he, he he knocked him down. And he, was, he was basically pounding on his head, but... Faber was covering up and then gave a thumbs up to indicate he was okay, but Herb Dean uh, didn't see the thumbs up or didn't care and stopped the fight. And Uriah thought it was, it was a stop too soon, but he wasn't really intelligently defending himself or you know really getting out of the way. But Aldo locked eyes with the referee, so as if to say, "Hey, I mean not uh, Aldo, I mean uh, Burrell said basically stop this fight." So it was kind of a kind of a weird situation. Somebody wrote that Mazagati actually uh, wore a, a Herb Dean costume. I mean, Herb does his job pretty good, so I'm I'm Black pretty face. sure he was trying to do what what he thought was best for the fighter. So I, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I was sleeping. Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about a couple things right now. I like having you in, so we're just going to have you in on the conversation. Uh, so Juliana Pena, do you know who that is? No. All right, uh, next topic. All right, so um, uh, CM Punk. You know who CM Punk is? Yeah, the, the, the WWE dude or whatever he Yeah, is. so he's saying that um, word is that he might go to the MMA. Mm. Uh, I guess he, he, he trains with, the, uh, with Nick Diaz and those guys over no, at the Gracies. Henner and Hedon. Oh, he trains with Henner and Hedon. Have, have, uh, have you trained with him? I haven't, no. No, but he, he's been training with Henner, Henner Gracie, who is um, Eve Torres's, uh well, they're... Fiance, right. So. so and now people are saying now Dana White is saying, well, it might be too late. Does he even know how to fight? And a lot of people are saying, well, let him fight because it'll be the best thing for an organization like Bellator or or some of these other you know uh, World Series of Fighting or even like an RFA or a CFA. What are your thoughts, Anthony, on CM Punk coming into MMA? I really don't give a damn about him. <laughs> Be honest with you, I don't know shit about him and hey. don't really care. Hey, you know keeps... what I'm saying? I mean, if he has to come, come and get in it, I mean, I support him, do it. But I mean, I don't really give a what he do. 
Keep you know it real. what I'm saying? I don't have nothing, nothing really bad to say about him, nothing good to say about him. I mean, he made his mark in WWE already. I mean, if he wants to try something new, why not? Hell, they gave James, James Tony a chance. Why not give him a chance at the same <laughs> time? Throw you know? CM, CM Punk in the same category as James. <laughs> Tony. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think Tony's a more legitimate fighter. Man, come on, man! You saw that fight? Yeah, right? but Tony's had real fights. I mean, James Tony's <laughs> actually had I real know, fights. I know, I know, but I'm saying it still gets people to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's worth a try. You know, so I mean, James Tony's fight was terrible. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But you still gave him a shot. You let him try. James Tony wore moccasins for that fight. He actually actually wore moccasins. Say what? James (laughs) Tony had moccasins on for that fight. He had some kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) moccasins. I mean, I I never seen him take down the fence like that with somebody fall like a tree. But, I mean, he tried. (laughs) I was there and he tried. (laughs) And Randy, all he did was a, 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 what is it, a low ankle pick or whatever. A little single, yeah. Tony just failed. He just failed. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then he, he he didn't know how to tap. He just waved. He just waved it off. He, exactly, yeah. He waved it off. Yeah, he didn't know how to tap. So God bless his soul, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully he, he does something else. What do you mean, like a half million? But I like James yeah. Tony. I like James Tony attitude. Because this whole thing is like, he'll look at you straight in your face and say... Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's... Out. Well, I mean, I like his style. I used to go to Wild Card Gym, and, one t- and James Tony used to go there. He would do no stretching. No, he would do no running. He would just hop in, the, hop in the ring and do 20 rounds of sparring and talk smack the entire time to everybody in the gym watching. He would talk smack to the person he was fighting, but, to everybody watching. Okay, and that's his style, though. Yeah. You've seen his fights, though? Dude had some nice hands on him, though. Oh, so, yeah, he amazing could get away hands. With it. That was his style. But one time he had his car repossessed while he was training. That's I I, I sw- they took oh. his yeah they took his car his like he had like a Land Rover he should have he should have sold one of them he should have sold one of them diamond braces or one of them diamond earrings yeah or, been right. or at least one of his moccasins <laughs> or one of his kids one of, <laughs> I think it he's something <laughs> getting getting back to CM Punk I think it'd be ridiculous for him to fight it, it, there's no it, financially it doesn't make sense uh, unless he just wants to. You jump into you know what I mean. Jump into a sport and and, and try it out. Well, he's he's thirty five years old. Yeah, not a good idea. And he's going to come in as a heavyweight. He's you know who wants to grapple him is Dan the Wolfman, but that's not a separate thing. He actually <laughs> challenged him, but I'm not even going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, and plus it's it's sort of like uh, if CM Punk, I, I guess he, he he's he's a white belt. He says, but he says he 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 should everybody's be, a white belt. He says he he says he beats Batista in uh, grappling. He, he's been training for oh, yeah. a while too. CM Punk. <laughs> He's talking about Julio Batista, the baseball player. Batista is a big dude. (laughs) But I mean, the thing is, I think if you're a professional wrestler and you don't have a a collegiate actual wrestling background, it's not going to go well. There was a guy, uh, I think Sean Stasiak used to be him. It was a tag team wrestler. It it never seems to go well for these guys who are professional wrestlers that go in there. I mean, look at King Kong. Remember what's his name? No, not uh, what's his name? Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow (laughs) uh, stepped into the cage and got killed. In uh, Japan, he like took a Bam, fight. Really? Yeah, yeah. Bam, could, uh, Google Bam Bam Bigelow. According to him, he thought it was a, a, a work and it was like a fake fight, and then, and then he got murdered. But um, but yeah, it, it never seems to go well for these guys. I mean, professional wrestling is tough as hell. I didn't don't know that. Me, yeah, don't get me wrong. Ray Seppo just I did that. I didn't know that. Kurt, Kurt was trying that because whenever we filmed the movie Warrior, Kurt Angle started talking about he was going to try MMA, and I I seriously told him I was like, dude, don't do it because he's got a bad neck. You know, if he lands the wrong way, even in wrestling, it can, like, paralyze him, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you watch him, he lands a certain way, and he has to be precise with everything. And I just told Kurt, I was like, yo, them dudes ain't going to care. 
But right. I think he was trying to get on the season with uh with uh Kimbo and all that, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. Mm. I just told Kurt, I was like, yo, don't do it. You're gonna regret it. If they ain't gonna catch you, stick you upside your head, punch you, everything. They're gonna try and hurt you, dude. So you yeah. might as well not even go that route. Do something else. Keep acting, keep keep wrestling, stay mm. safe. Kimbo Slice was another guy that shouldn't have got into MMA. No. You know, he was a beast in the streets, but as soon as you get in that cage and there's other rules and stuff like that, he got destroyed. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Yeah, but, I think. He, but he did have he did have potential, though. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. could have been more than what he was, you know what I'm saying, with the right training and all that. But at the same time, it was a little bit too late for him. You know, you got these young cats that are just hungry right now. I heard he smoked so weed like eight I times a day. he stepped in at the wrong Probably. time, but he made, his, he made some money, though. Hell yeah. Yeah, he wants to fight uh, Butterbean. Who does? And, and boxing, Kimbo Slice. Hey, hey, dude. Butterbean hits Butterbean hard. Butterbean ain't no joke. No, Butterbean, no, no. Butterbean hits hands. hard. Who do you think wins that fight? Yeah, uh, dude, Kimbo or Butterbean? Who, oh, so who wins, Butterbean or Kimbo? I'm going to go Butterbean. <laughs> hey, hey, Anthony, you ever, you ever see a dude uh, that fought Kimbo, a big-ass white dude named Gannon? Oh, yeah. What, the guy, what, the guy that beat him? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was Gannon? The, was that the one dude who beat him? Yeah, I don't. I remember you talking about. Yeah, that dude was huge. Yeah, they gave him a contract. The UFC. Yeah. They gave him a one fight deal. He lost in thirteen seconds. Oh no, not that guy. Oh, <laughs> this is another dude. The, really, which guy? The, Kim- was, this dude was a cop. He was like a sheriff or something like that. He was. Yeah, I think that was this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a huge white boy. Yeah, yeah he, and they, I mean, they were like bare knuckle going. I mean, just taking like full slugs to the face, and this dude like knocked Kimbo down like four times. And I think that was the guy they gave after that fight. They gave him, they gave him a contract, I think, and he, he got beat real quick. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the guy. I mean, just to go show you how hard. I mean, right. Kimbo Slice would probably beat up anybody at a, at a barbecue. Oh. I mean, <laughs> not including not including barbecue, not including real fighters. But black <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would be, he would win the he would win the the uh, in the BFC the barbecue fighting championship. He's in the KFC. He's a killer. He's a killer in the BFC. But in an actual oh fight with against yeah. a guy like Anthony Bar- Johnson, Seth like, just tapped out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a barbecue, he's no joke. I wouldn't I fight don't know him. Why that's so funny. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, Anthony, you are, you, dude. You, congratulations, man. Oh my I, God. Now, now, was Ray Seffo crying when you when you got the call? Yeah, what happened with that? No. Did they just not sign you after you beat Kyle? Like resign? Uh, they tried, you know, but I, I was, you know, I'm trying to do what's best for my, my future, you know, my career. I feel you. So, you know, we was just seeing what they had to offer, and, you know, it's, it's a business at the end of the day. You know, you got to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I, I just played that game, and, um, you know, you know, at the end of the day, UFC is just a better spot. But I did leave on um, good terms with uh, WSOF. I didn't, like, dog them out and just they be like, you know, screw y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right. I showed them a ton of respect and uh they showed me respect right back so um you know i, I tried i did my best to handle it like a man with them and real professional so it was cool so you walked before the uh ufc thing even came up no oh, okay so they put i gave them i gave them I, I gave them time you know what i'm saying we can try and work some stuff out right and uh, you know it was still talks i guess it was talks with ufc and you know wsof we were just playing that game like like i said you know that's my manager's job so right. um I was just sitting and waiting to see what what was the next step. You know, I fight in either organizations, obviously, but you know, I just I was just waiting for that call or that 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 you know that moment when I was going to know what I'm doing. 
Well, congratulations, man. I mean, you're you're a very likable guy. You're obviously a, a amazing fighter, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Thank you, brother. Hey, Thank man. So I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, man. I'll let you, Jake. Sounds good, man. That was Anthony Johnson. He's a barbecue. I'm telling you, that's killing me. He's a nice guy, Anthony Johnson. Yeah, always, he's a great guy. Always you know, nice guy. Su- super nice guy. I think he was misunderstood because all the weight problems. You know, I think people didn't really know how funny and uh, personable, how likable. I used is. to not like the guy. Mm. I, I swear to God, I used to not like him. And then once I met him and saw how cool he was, and we ended up hanging out a bunch of times, and it turned out he's a super cool, really nice guy. A lot humble. of people say that about me. They're like, man, I didn't really like you. And then I'm really? like, yeah, well, I still true? don't like you. Actually, I see it. <laughs> no, but I think you, you got to get to, you know, you got to get to know him. But. You know, also, you guys, are, as fighters, like, you, you get put in such a, a light of yeah, just, like, these uh, killer, these killer guys, you know? These, like... These trained assassins, and you're in the zone. So that's why The Ultimate Fighter was such a great show because mm. it, it gave you a whole different outlook on these people, you know. But like to like my, to like my 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 cousins, he's all oh, these guys are you know a bunch of you know mur- murderers or whatever whatever they think. They just think that you guys you know they don't, they, they don't know you guys <laughs> how how nice and how professional and how how, how, how likable cute you know? and cuddly. Well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, all right. Any questions for Jake Ellenberger? I have, uh, he's on the show? <laughs> so, Wait a minute. You're Jake Ellenberger? Uh, all right. So Juliana Pena is out for two years. Um, supposedly, some kind of weird controversy that happened. Do you hear about what happened? So I, I, uh, she, she tore uh, her ACL, her, her MCL. I mean, she just... Um, so... A whole list of things that she tore. So they already know that she's, I mean, done for two years. Yeah, yeah wow. and it's and it's sort of a... God, I mean, she must have really... That's terrible. Well, and it's contrasting stories because supposedly what happened was, according to Dana White, he said he got the phone with her. She was, in, she was hysterical and uh, she was hysterically crying because there was a guy at her gym who, who was jealous of her for, for winning, for having an Ultimate Fighter shirt, jumped on her and, and like... Uh, the word assault got tossed around. But then mm-hmm. the guys from the gym started saying that's not what happened. It was her training partner. And then Dana White said, okay, that was just maybe the story I got. You know, the truth lies somewhere in, like, the middle. And then Michael Chiesa says this is, you know, tearing the whole gym apart, stuff like this. And then Shayna Baszler pops in and says, nice job, Juliana. Now you sent back girls 10 years, and now no one wants to train with girls anymore. So it's becoming this whole thing. Uh, I don't know what happened. Every, everyone, people are saying that she's really tough. We do know that she's super tough and that she trains really hard. And um, yeah, she 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 suffered tears in her ACL, MCL, LCL, meniscus, and hamstring. Oh my gosh! So Jake, t- tell uh, what is that? What exactly? Uh, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't even play one on TV. What oh. what exactly is that? Well, I, I can just. I mean, I can relate on just the hamstring alone. Jesus. I've been yeah. It's going to be a thirteen for thirteen weeks. That's one of those injuries where it's a it's a it's a serious like you don't have just an ACL or just a certain ligament. You know, you have the whole thing. I mean, I can't I, I can't even really wrap my mind around how that happened. But I, I'm sure it was I'm sure it was pretty pretty bad. But yeah, and I had a, I had a buddy of mine in college actually who who got caught in a in a in a cutback. It's called a cutback. And uh, blew his knee completely out, um, and you know he was out for well over a year. And, and it's just one of those things. That it's one of the hardest things to come back from as as an athlete because you, you know you have so much rehab and, and just time to to 
new growth in, in your ligaments, and it's got to be extremely frustrating for her. So, yeah, according to Dana, what happened to Venezuelan Vixen at her gym, quote, is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Rank number 10 out for two years. Leave that gym now. That was the hashtag. That's what would have happened immediately after it happened. To the training partner of Venezuelan Vixen, Chris Wyman just said he would love to come out for a workout at Power MMA. I will fly you out. So that's, that's what happened. Um, but then all of a sudden it became, according to Rick Little, who um, – I know Rich Little, who's a comic, but <laughs> according to Rick Little, yeah, uh, Rick Little, who's uh, her coach at Sick Jitsu, Sick Jitsu, uh, that's not what happened. It was sort of uh, their friends, their family. They train hundreds of times. She corners them when they're fights. There was no bullying. Basically, she was hitting a switch or something, and that's how it happened. It was basically hitting a hard switch. Uh, what's, and- a, what, what's a hard switch? Well, a switch is, is, is basically a tech, like a reversal technique. Like you're, you're on bottom and you, mm-hmm. you sort of kick your leg out. and Yeah, it's like, it's like a sit-out. You, re- you reach back with your arm and you mm-hmm. switch to positions. That, so it's like a wrestling, you know. So who knows? I don't know what happened. Juliana said she'd love to come back here on mm-hmm. our show. We got to get her on. And uh, come on next week. I'm sure she'll tell us. But uh, that's all I know. I don't want to speculate. I can't really even make a make a statement on because I have yeah. no idea what happened. And, and who put the two the two year uh, time frame on? Is that, that, is that a doctor? Uh, Dana said he, she's out for two years. Wow. Um, but yeah, rank number two out for two years. Well, I, I hope from, that was exaggerated because nobody wants to. Hope dude, could you imagine just being put on the shelf for the next two years? I mean, you look at Dominic Cruz too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm frustrated being out for two months, three. You know what I mean? Three months. Like, you're cleared to train 100 percent right now. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so who knows what happened? So that's and then Shayna Baszler, uh, you know, who's always kind of chiming in. I don't know if she was actually talking about Juliana. Maybe that's just out of context. But I know I do know that Shayna Baszler is on this tour right now. I, I did that military tour, and they wanted fighters. So I so we sent over James Krause, uh, Zach Cunningham, Shayna Baszler. And show him a corkle, uh, which is I would love to get a video camera because that's a funny crew of people. McCorkle himself, McCorkle himself is funny. McCorkle himself is funny, and then McCorkle in Singapore. I mean, they must think he's you know four floors of horse. Yeah, they must think he's eight members of Alpha Male on top of each other. I mean, I mean, so just him walking around with Shayna Baszler, it, it was like a, that's a sitcom in, in itself. Uh, so that so Chael Sonnen said that Vanderlei Silva is fat, slow, and wants out. Hasn't taken off his shirt since the beginning of, of uh, training. Um, and, the, he, and then he also tweeted that, uh, that, all of, uh, uh, that all of Vanderlei's team is now wanting to train with him. And uh, so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But um, that's, that's that. This and, show's going to be bananas. And yeah, it's going to be the best I, I show. I can't wait to watch it. Yes. And finally, Jessica I uh, failed her drug test. Uh, supposedly what happened... The Texas Commission, which Texas in sports, Texas should not even be allowed to be in any kind of combat sports. Because it seems like every time there's a fight or, or a boxing match in Texas, either the scoring gets wrong or they were the ones uh, who, let, who let Chavez weigh in, you know, like 10 pounds over and then changed his weight and then made it a 12-round fight to a 10-round fight. And then they, they, keep, they keep giving fights to Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, it just, Texas is, is just bizarre. So they, they changed their decision, a decision of Jessica I beating Kaufman four months later. Now they're saying it's a no contest. The fight was four months ago. Mm-hmm. But they just changed it last week, saying that Jessica I tested positive for some kind of drug. Now, 
Supposedly, according to rumors, Jessica I got hit by a car when she was younger and has been taking stuff for blood thinning. For, and that's what she was taking. And that's what popped up. So now she's suspended, but she still gets to fight. So she's still fighting even though she's suspended. So she's technically suspended, but still fighting. Is she just suspended in Texas? Uh, maybe, maybe mm. that's what it is. Spending in Texas, I would assume because every state has their own athletic commission. Like, like I was suspended in Oregon for six months at a time, and you could st- I could still fight somewhere else. Fear fight with Rick Story? Is that why? Yes. So you but, threw a chair at him, uh, <laughs> and then got suspended for six months. Yes, I mean in a simple form, sure. That's it. What's up? What, what, like what's the complicated form of this story? No, it's it's a long story, but anyway, it was, it, it's a it's a Rick story. Okay, no, so <laughs> but yeah, so she's supposedly. But I spoke to Jessica I, and she she wants to come on our show and clear her name. So Great. and then she after that expects apologies from everyone who's who's told You're her. You're not going to make this awkward between her. Oh and well, her, I did say I did say the only time I think I, I think she don't I believe her except for the fact that she agreed to go out with Ellenberger so maybe she's on drugs and <laughs> your brother retweeted it. <laughs> Joe Ellenberger has never retweeted one of my things <laughs> except for this one. So uh, he was probably the first to retweet it too. Yeah, he he yeah, he was actually Joe Ellenberger, a very funny guy. So uh, we got to have him on the show. When's he coming to L.A.? Uh, he'll come on anytime. Anytime. He, he's he's actually pretty funny. Is he living out here now? Uh, no, but he, he's out here training. But he's not a. Uh, he, he still does no more. Mm. Yeah, we got to get him out here. We got to get Joe Ellenberger. Yeah. So I think that's our show. We got we got to wrap it up. Uh, next week we have uh, we have uh, we have Jessica I obviously on. We also have a big, a big fight night. Uh, uh, follow it next Brazil. Wednesday. Brazil. It's uh, Machida versus Musasi. You train with both of them, correct, Jake? Uh, no, Machida, I have. Musasi, I have not. So who do you like mm-hmm. in that fight, by the way? Uh, I like Machida for a few reasons. You know, I think the biggest thing is he's just, he's, as for that weight class, he's so much faster than everybody else. I mean, it's going to take somebody like, who can match his speed and, and athleticism to, to, to beat him. But uh, we'll so talk more So stay about tuned. We're going to talk more about that. Anything you want to plug, T-Rex? I am at the Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma all this week, leaving tomorrow morning. I'll be coming back on Monday. And uh, Gerald Harris is coming out to do some spots. Nice. nice. Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Todd Rex, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X. Same with Facebook. And uh, Todd Rex is, uh, ToddRex.com is my website. And Jake, where can people find you? Oh, really quick. I wanted to say today is actually World Cancer Day, and there's nearly 500,000 kids fighting cancer. So I wanted to... My foundation with NIGU, it stands for Never Ever Give Up. It's just to you know, encourage kids to never ever give up in, in, uh, in their battle with cancer. But you can find me at Ellenberger MMA on Twitter. Nice. Nice. And uh, you can find me. I'll be at the MMA Awards this, uh, this Friday night, hosted by Brian Stan. Uh, and I, you could also, I will be headlining February 15th at John Lovett's Comedy Club. Uh, and you can find me at adamhunter.com. Follow me at MMA Roasted. Follow Adam Comedian. Check out the text from last fight. You can watch that. And thank you, Fox Sports, for giving us a place to talk. Thank you so much, and, Fox Sports. Uh, You're and, the best. and for having us on your, uh, on your network. And DJ, thanks for your help. Thank DJ, you. yay. Don Julio. Thanks.